Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 173. We're back down in the basement to talk about another week from the world of wrestling. It's Friday night, doing another late night one because somebody's got to work tomorrow at 12 o'clock. It's not me. Somehow I don't have anything tomorrow. No basketball for your brother, no nothing I don't think. Other than catching up on some schoolwork because... Because Wi-Fi. What's been the excitement... So did I tell you? Apparently it was, it looks like it was hacking. Uh, how? I don't know. Like? The entire board, school board who? for you had no Wi-Fi for yesterday and most of today, right? Yeah. I think it was. Well, for me it was fine. But... Yeah, for me it was not fun. I couldn't get anything who, done. How? So, what? I don't know. That's just what I've heard, so... Does... On the news, someone showed up. We were in Mike's garage, obviously watching SmackDown Hacker, watching ha um, hockey, and one of the dads showed up and said he had just heard it on the news. Because that was crazy. sort of what we were speculating, right? A little bit, yeah. Like, almost half jokingly, seemed like it could have been. Apparently, that's it... I don't even know how that. That's apparently that's what happened. I don't even understand how that happens, but that. So in 2023, school pretty much shuts her down when there's no internet or. Um, any of the whatever the program is to take attendance and do grades and all that is none of it works so it's pretty interesting yeah there's not really much of a backup kind of deal no so nobody's got paper anymore well you couldn't even print anything or do anything because everything's through online stuff now right mm -hmm. we need the internet for everything so smart yeah um you were and we're a bit doing a bit late tonight because you were out sport balling for long time listeners that Actually, will be no, no ball no, but sport, the sport part's there, which for long-time listeners might be surprising because you're at times anti-sport, but not all sports. That's true. So you found when you don't mind playing. And while you did that, I biked down. Yes, I biked, even though it's November in southern Ontario, down the street to the garage I frequent. And we, I left before the end of, hockey. end of the Leaf game. They were winning when I left. but oh, I, I love that. Sport uh, puck. Sport puck. Puck ball. But I was honestly had my phone out. With headphones watching. plugged in, watching um, Impact as the, they, they were watching. Which hockey. is what I always like to watch when I'm melting. They weren't insulted. They were tolerant. So that was nice. I love Impact's what I always watch everywhere else. Well, I mean, to be fair, because it's not ever that great to second screen, it's probably the best option. Like, I don't want to do that with Dynamite because I enjoy it, right? I want to pay attention. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's what I was up to. Anything new with you? No, I'm, as as I say that, I always try to think, but I. You haven't worked very really much lately. That hours no, have that been cut good. back. Winter hours. You were saying that's that okay. In the world of produce, maybe there's seasonal peaks and valleys. I guess. Yeah, but that's that's acceptable. Well, summers a lot, especially this year. So. As long as you work enough hours to keep you in the lifestyle you enjoy. As long as it keeps me afloat in my various hobbies and trips that, to that's mcdonald's okay. and walmart trips to mcdonald's and walmart and then the occasional <laughs> trip elsewhere Big, yeah that's but true. we usually just save it up and then blow it all at once any good finds at the local walmart in terms of your figures or anything mm. nothing good lately have you no, been? i told you there was sting that's right which you, i immediately bought immediately bought they sting. actually had um they had mjf which yeah. was decent which, it was like it had a big rubber coat though so I don't know. That's That's big they had uh, there was also the Wardlow, which I already have, and also, I think like I think his figures are pretty nice. But as the more I see him on TV, the more or less likely I am to get another one. Yeah, just because no, 
Just because, no, just too much. Wardlow's, no, we don't like you, Wardlow. No, we're not super loving him, but we'll get into that for sure when we talk Dynamite, which we'll do. There's no pay-per-views to preview or anything? No, I'll probably do Full Gear. Just a normal week? Uh, got some impact wait. to talk about, got some... No, we'll probably Full Gear, we'll probably do Full Gear next week. Honest, obviously NXT. Making sure I got it. Full Gear's next week, preview? I think next, oh, because what, tomorrow's the 11th, so that Correct. means it... Full gear will be Remember on. Remember stay here in Canada. Full gear will be on next Saturday, so we'll, we'll definitely preview. Yeah, so that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, that we worked that out logically. We did. We're very, nice. very, very smart people. It's I very am. late at night, so who knows what's going to happen. I'm here. indeed intelligent. You get more energetic when we record really late, and I get less, so it's an interesting dynamic. It is. I'm just I'm a tenured veteran in this field. You are in staying up really late. I am too, but you, you like... Your energy stays high. I Usually. don't know why Usually. either, just because you would think just doing more would honestly have the reverse effect. But Sometimes you start out just... mellow, and then you pick it up as we usually... I usually um, teeter off towards the end, though, because uh, then my energy gets spent. Because it's not... You don't have to do as... That's when I'm doing the heavy lifting, and you can relax. Yeah, and then, like, it's, like, honestly at work, because I think it was the one... I think it was when I was opening really early, um, when I had, like, the opening shifts, and... You're like really tired, but then once I get like food, I mean, then I'm yep. decent, and then I it's get true. going. I find even if you're tired, if you start doing crap, then you just get going. You're fine, and then <laughs> yes. this once you stop, then it starts to set in, and then you can't. It's harder to, to recover from that. I yes. feel like that. I think that's the rut I get into usually in the latter stages. I am a big don't sit down until I'm done everything. Right, because otherwise gonna you're gonna sit down. Yeah, that's exactly what the motif is. Yeah. Yes. So when I like help people move or do whatever, and they're like, "You want to take breaks?" I'm like, "Nope, just keep going until we're okay. done." Yeah, I usually like I was, when I started working, I used to like time out my breaks just to, like with a phone timer just so that I, because you're supposed to take fifteen, so I would time it just to make sure I did fifteen. But now it's just like I let it hang a bit because I'm just like it's hard to get back going. You know what I mean? Starts drifting into seventeen oh. minutes, eighteen minutes. At least twenty. Wow! Just be do your job. Make sure you're doing your job. Yeah. Uh, okay. I that's we bantered. We bantered our butts off for Just, you find something. You know, six and a half minutes. We usually do. So let's get into talking about some actual wrestling. First segment, as always, is looking at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, ratings this week. It almost happened again. It was a very close race in the NXT AEW Monday, Tuesday night wars. I don't think that's accurate. Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Monday, Tuesday. What are you? I don't know. Days Who of the week are hard. Are you? Days, time is a construct. Days hard. Right? Time is a social construct. That's correct. Uh, so episode of this week's episode of NXT, 794,000 viewers up 17.8%. Pretty big jump. 0.26 in the key it's demographic, 16.8. up 30% in the key demo to 0.26. That's more than 29. It is more than 29. It's their sixth highest viewership of the year, second highest demo rating since 2019. That's a meaningful one. That's a meaningful one. And it's Four also, years instead of like six weeks, some of the comparisons they It's also they just out. higher than the seventh highest. That's true. Uh, Dynamite, 804,000, so a 10,000 viewer win over NXT wow. this week. Down for them, 3.4 from the week before that. 0.27 in the key demographic, down 3.6. So honestly, that's holding pretty steady. That's a pretty small move. But, and we don't disagree with this, four of the least watched episodes of 2023 have come in the last six weeks. And I would say a couple... On, of, sorry, this is Dynamite? Yeah, a couple of those have been my least favorite. So yeah. that sort of makes sense. Logical. 
Yeah, uh, I don't. What did you find? Uh, we generally comment on the the depth of news each week. I thought it was moderate. I honestly, now looking at it, it's not that great. I like my I NWA stuff just because I don't know why it's fun for them to fail is strong but it is fun to watch them suck <laughs> it is what I is it about enjoy because like i don't know so i just anyways, don't like them that's I, my like, favorite news cool, from the week like it is it's i do like that they suck i, I do too I, it's, it's weird they never They've did never anything, done anything to me. me it's not even like well that's not true i don't like the, the people they hire some of that's them. part of it yes, i don't like the like, people they push that's that's the main thing. Well, you see three entires name. Like, and when like, I get to this news, well, do you want me to like, just start with it? Honestly, I guess. <laughs> Since we're yeah, this far in well. now. Uh, so basically, it's that I I think we I mentioned it to you. The apparently NWA talent are growing frustrated with Billy Corgan. And so remember I told you I watched a bit of Sawain or whatever it's called, their last NWA's last pay-per-view. I thought it was Sam Hain. Is that? I think I, it's... Anyways, whatever it was, it. it's some weird. I think it's Halloween because it's a reference to like Halloween or the night before Halloween or, or Devil's Night. Anyways, I don't know how to pronounce thing. I'm Ted Die basically. The controversial spot I did not see in the part I watched. So I did see that like I actually saw the clip of it. Father Father James Mitchell is there partying and whatever and drinking and well like matches. A, I think is he might be affiliated with that faction. There's the one faction where one of them is gags the gimp. So <laughs> just, so they're, just so you know, they're clearly starting to push the envelope a bit right it seems so he apparently did a spot where he did some cocaine um i'm sure simulated whatever the commentary is like they were like they were trying to i don't know they were trying to handle it right like commentary is trying to talk right like literally or whatever and like they're it's something like i think we're on pay-per-view or something like that and so as we talked about a week or two ago the cw network has picking up nwa right and i guess that's a fairly significant network i don't really know they we don't get it but dc shows for a while, okay so it's not nothing right it's not like a... i don't remember what they had. i don't think they had the arrowverse was that did they have the arrowverse i think they had the arrowverse so apparently the cw network's been inundated with social media posts regarding this spot um and so apparently nxt just signed with cw NXT's as well picked up by the cw and apparently they were interested in roh last year but i saw that too and it, this is saying that the talks with nxt and cw uh sped up after that incident on nwa's show so nwa basically just booted themselves out of a possible which TV is kind deal. of funny right it and then funny. so getting back to sort of the headline that i didn't follow up on the the talent being frustrated along with that stuff some other reported frustrations. Uh, apparently, he's unavailable between tapings to discuss ideas. Yeah, he's got Smashing Pumpkins. They found out what they're doing at tapings at as little as an hour beforehand. And a quote-unquote test Corrigan is said to put te- uh, loyalty loyalty tests basically for the talent. I'm not sure what that would mean. but I think someone was like losing right away. or and And then several wrestlers under 25 are said that Corgan doesn't want them losing on other shows, including AEW. Um, and then I, I started to read it, but, like... Which in... would probably prevent them from, like, some work. Because, like, let's say you're a young person in NWA, you'd probably get, like, a jobber spot on AEW, right? But then, right. obviously, that would be next if Corgan's like, I don't want you losing, because that's literally what jobbing is. Correct. And then EC3, of course, in his unbiased opinion... Is like defending NWA and Corgan, not because, of course, he has a business deal with them as part of their newest signing of his little thing to their territory. And being of their reigning not. champion. Just unbiased. 
he just thinks like, oh no, a couple hours notice is totally fine. I memorize my stuff. It's great. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. Just, I couldn't even, it was so wordy. Like the, just classic EC3. Like, he's got, I, like, I noticed he's got these stupid arm tattoos now. And he just, like, just rambles on and on. He's just changed. But anyway, so yeah, all of that made me laugh. Who knows if it's true, but we call this seb- the segment news and rumors. So, hey, if it's only a rumor, so be it. Then Sounds believable. It's fine. Um, I just saw something which I'll, I'll add on is that SmackDown could be moved from Fridays when they switched yeah. to the deals, which that's fine because SmackDown switched. This is not Monday Night Raw. This is just SmackDown. Did they have uh, a night speculated to go I don't to? Know. They've been on Tuesdays before. They've mm-hmm. been on Thursdays before. They've been on Fridays before. I'm pretty and sure now, we've done this exact. I'm pretty thing sure before. the only times they things they haven't done is probably Monday and Wednesday. But then again. Who's to say they haven't done that once or twice? Um, I really don't care. Um, it probably wouldn't be Tuesday, just because now NXT exists there. I think because before it was Monday Raw, Tuesday SmackDown, Wednesday NXT, which was a total assault on the senses. It was too much. Because um, that was six, which became is wait yeah it was six and then became seven hours and then obviously for smackdown moved thankfully. I think Friday is the perfect spot for SmackDown because it kind of paces their stuff mm-hmm. out through throughout the week, but um what whatever as long as raw doesn't move i don't really care yeah raw is the one that can't move the law it's the law so you pointed out you i know you saw this one too beloved canadian icon quietly been removed from aew's roster page beloved and icon are used very loosely very very um but canadian is accurate bunny is gone apparently we got the classic mutually agreed to part ways as always right has wrestled only three times in the company. Should have made that trivia for you. In twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yep. Um well, Orbital no, Bone. I swear to God, one of them had to be an eliminator because I remember at least <laughs> a couple times she got a random eliminator or something. Orbital bone injury suffered in February against Jamie Hayter. So how long until she shows up in TNA is my question to you. Who cares? I think she'll go back. I, I bet she maybe it was like a literal eliminator. Like she lost the eliminator and then they just we're like you, you lost that. You're eliminated. Get out. And I, it's a literal eliminator contract eliminated. Exactly. That would be. Funny. They could do that. Like if they ever did like um, a match where your job's on the line, they could call it a contract eliminator. Remember eliminator. how happy I was when somebody finally explained what eliminator meant? Because I was like, it's the dumbest. And it makes sense. And then it made yeah. sense. So good recovery by them. Totally. I only have two other news items. Um. Oh, that's not. That's a lie. I have, I have three. three. Um, Go ahead. WWE is reportedly interested in signing Julia. I did see that. I also heard a rumor Strong somewhere Saray may be on her way back. I also saw that. Yeah, Julia's cool. I've actually seen her wrestle a few times. And then so you bring in her and Saray, and you put them in the Oscar. Of EO course, you have to immediately. Kyrie. Go, who is... Ju- I'm not saying that's not a bad idea. I'm just saying that's probably what they would do. I'm. It would probably be cool, and it would probably go very well. Except it's just... It's the exact... Thing I would expect them to do. And if it were Vince still there, I would even go as far as to say he'd put Zia Lee in there too, just because bah, Asian, right? Like from a completely different <laughs> country and culture. <laughs> that, that would be but honestly to him, a thousand times whatever. funnier because the rest of them are Japanese. That'd be awesome. Or like that'd be a Vince move. And Wendy Chu is probably different. To throw Wendy Chu in there. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, be funny. What do I have here? A match on the October 20th edition of Rampage, did you hear this, was pulled at the last minute because one wrestler refused to put the other over. 
It wasn't Santana Ortiz, to much to my No, surprise. it was not. It was Grand Metalik and Commander were supposed to have a singles match on the show, but Meltzer reported that guess which one didn't want to lose. Metalik. Correct. Um, and then they scrapped it from the show and then also added that obviously that's not helping Metalik standing backstage or with whoever management, I guess. That's so bizarre. I don't think he's in any exactly, position to not not even that. It's just I don't think he's exactly winning a lot whenever we see him. So no, and maybe that's why he's like, listen, but I like, can't keep losing all the time. Don't be distant, Commander. But just looking at the positioning of both of those guys, it's pretty clear Commander's winning. I think. Like, I'm not surprised to hear that he's booked to beat no. Metalik. I like Metalik in the CWC, but that was he's a while fine. ago. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Um, Diamond Mine are full time raw people. Diamond Miner full-time Raw? Oh, I did not know this. All three? That's what I've heard, yeah. Yep. Ivy now goes with... See, that's too early for her. Yeah. They, they'll probably come to regret that, and she'll... We'll say five years down the line, she's back. Not affiliated with anyone, just themselves so far? Probably. Because they need a mouthpiece. Well... Unless you just book the Roddy's like not there anymore. Killers in the ring right away, you know what I mean? You I can think do that. You need Roddy or Somebody. Tyler Rust. They to can't talk act, to them. man. It's, they'll they'll try. They'll try hard, but it's try not good. Try as they might. Try as just they put, might. Put them with the Alpha Academy. That's too bad. They're because just selfishly because I won't see them anymore, and I like them. Surprise, Julius so, didn't leave sooner. Good for them. Yes, I and I think he won't be long for not having a singles Which push. Sucks because it's kind of a death sentence for Brutus, for Brutus I, I agree it's kind of like Aussie Open like I think Aussie Open are fantastic but as soon as Davis Fletcher is, gets yeah. the Bret Hart push we'll say no, obviously not to that extent but like that was Neidhart's death sentence even though he mm -hmm. was probably at the end of his road but that's it's game over that's a for, good comparison I game feel over like. for Davis and um Fletcher what or Fletcher, no, sorry, sorry, Davis, Davis and, and Brutus. I right. think it's different from the Rockers because I think Janetti could have been something. Yes. Well, but he had I just didn't have it. But it's like. Demons, aka right. drugs in wrestling. Yeah. And I feel like with Neidhart, he was at the end of his road and he just kind of. That one's a little different. He, but like, I, looking back, he was never, I don't know like, how amazing, good he was either. But he just benefited from kind of being a friend. And then, like with Davis, yes. I think Davis is pretty good. He's a good big good big man, but he benefits a lot from, like, I think he's a really good tag team guy. Because if you, and I think Fletcher, because Fletcher can clearly sustain himself by him, like he can perform in, in solo matches fantastically. So I think he'll survive. Julius can clearly survive because he had, well, a he's like a beast, and he had he said a few singles matches because didn't he have the ambulance match with Damon Kemp? Yeah, he did. Right, so that yep. was clearly like I think that's one of those kind of testing yep. the waters kind of things because they could have done a tag match with Kemp and someone, right? They could have found a way. They could have. But um, they didn't, obviously. But, yeah, so I think it'll suck because I think the second Julius gets the Kurt Angle kind of yeah. treatment. Yeah, bye-bye, Brutus. Brutus is kind of screwed. So Neidhart, and that's the thing, he was only 6'2". So they bill him as this, like, monster powerhouse, right? But he's, like, he was, like not big. Bigger, like, boy, Yeah, just, like, powerful uh, build for sure. Yeah. But, but like, like not, in the era Not of huge. No, and especially, bigger oh, yeah, especially dudes, in that right? era, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so two people in WWE on concussion protocol. Did you hear this? I don't think so. Ricochet apparently landed on his head and neck attempting some sort of springboard Rana Not on surprised. Ivar. I hear Ivar's getting a singles push and he's having um, good matches. He's got a few singles matches because Eric's injured right now. I hear good things. Because well, Ivar's awesome, right? They're both awesome. It's just they got typecast Shocking. or pigeonholed or whatever it is. Um, and the other is Fallon Henley. Apparently... In her match with Tiffany Stratton that I'll get to later, Alvarez... Wait, didn't they not have a match? They, that was last week. 
Oh, they she have uh, took her leg out on the ring post and whatnot. So Alvarez says uh, he believes it's from the prettiest moonsault ever to finish the match. But who knows? So two sure. concussions. Well, that is certainly sad. It is. Uh, I have one more. Uh, last one was, and I think this was evident on Dynamite, the Don Callis family, Jericho Omega squad, street fight, we'll call it. <laughs> is, is, is Would you say it's sponsored? Sponsored by Sega. No way. Because it was really subtle this week on Dynamite. So how would you ever know? I didn't notice the apron, but like once I did, I was like, "Oh, it's the promo was... for me." Well, no, 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 that for it was sure. Ridiculous. But I the apron was white, which I knew was uh that was off already, but it was, it was an ad. It yeah. was the the thing, but we'll get there. Yep, we definitely will. My final one that I this was apparently happened last month, and I didn't know. I don't think we talked about it. I could be wrong. Who knows what? Who knows what we say on here? I don't listen to myself. I do, but. Um, you definitely no, don't. but I just don't remember things I say. Uh, who cares? Hammerstone asked for his release from MLW. I think I did see that. And apparently, he's saying that since he made the request, communication has been sparse. He's not worked for the company in over a hundred days. They've removed him Which from their active right. roster, removed him from all current marketing, edit him, edit him out of the intro, and he said he hasn't been contacted for any dates moving forward. So, Damn, what happened? Apparently. So why not? Re- basically, why not release him but if like, that's... Wh- that? That implies there's some falling out there. That's weird. That it sounds seems like, like it, right? That seems like uh, all this with the NWA because he had a... No offense to MLW, and I'm not even the biggest Hammerstone fan. He feels like he's bigger than MLW. Like that he could do better, he could do for lack better. of a better term. Maybe he'll no, go whatever. to NWA. MLW's not listening. Nah, they're listening. Maybe he'll Everyone go to listens. NWA. Everyone who's anyone listens yeah. to us. NWA loves us. I do like Court Bauer, but I MLW, I've, I check it out every now and then. I don't even then. know who Court Bauer is. Get, it's a long story. I used to do a podcast I really liked with John Pollock. Court seems Bauer. to have a good wrestling mind and seems like a decent dude. But Court Bauer is fun to say. It is fun to say. Okay, I got no more news. Neither do you. So let's get into our in-depth review from every week. And that is taking a look at this Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite. Right, you're up. Tell me about. Uh, well, I mean, I was there with you. I watched it, but you can still remind me because mm-hmm. I don't do so good with the memory. Brain don't work too good. Not so much. Uh, we start again with an MJF interview kicking us off once more. Um, he was talking about getting pinned last week in the eight man tag against Jay White, and he said that three seconds is all it takes, and it won't happen again. He calls he video calls MJF or sorry, not MJF. Adam Cole and decides to put on the monitor for this magically our, like yep yeah, I'll just put it on the monitor boop immediately our viewing pleasure um and he's again recommending that Joe he take Joe's offer to help him defend the ROH tag titles I would also second this do whatever opinion. Joe tells you basically Dude, is a good rule always accept by. an offer from Samoa Joe no Samoa matter Joe, that's correct no matter the repercussions just he you want it's him like to help the office you. if Michael Scott asks you if you want to what Abs- is it no it's Dwight yeah, it, absolutely. You just I say do. absolutely, I do. Yeah, just say that to Joe. Uh, Garcia and not Jass uh, walk up, uh, and then Jeff asks him if he's getting the sports entertainer, the pro wrestler. Garcia says pro wrestler, so hooray! Pro Thank goodness, that's wins. the right answer. Uh, that's always the right answer. Uh, Roddy comes in the wheelchair with the kingdom, and M. Jeff quickly dismisses him, and because he's got to go have his match. Uh, then Strong was complaining to Cole about how I'm just the devil and whatever. Cole hung up, kind of fed up with Strong still. And Strong says it's time to remind everyone who he is. 
Yeah, I like the fact that it sounds like Roddy's going to move on and do something a little different because I think it's time they do, like, whatever this remind everybody. He needs to start wrestling. Yeah, exactly, and get a little bit, uh, do something different. And I like MJF's interaction with Garcia, and I almost felt like MJF's, like, experimenting with all these different types of baby faces because I feel like um, he does something else later. I can't remember. It'll come up in my notes. But, like, now he's doing the whole, like, I'm the veteran and hey kid, you know, you need to really bring it to face me and who am I going to try to motivate his opponents? He's such yeah. a good guy now. And that could be narcissistic. He's like the wise he's veteran. Like, yeah, he's like he 25. There, right. Right. It's like, I feel like there Jason could be, still. There, that, yeah, there could be some. It's not too far. Way, but that's like, because it doesn't have to be taken seriously. Like he, he thinks he's at that level, right? Like yes. he's the one mentoring this newer guy, right? But for now, it's coming across like he's a good guy. For now. Obviously, yeah. yeah. There it is a bit of that, yeah. But uh, I think it works both. So ways. I liked it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a solid thing, little thing. Again, it's becoming a regular thing with these pre-entry interviews. I don't mind them doing this. I don't mind MJF being an interview segment, uh, doing the things we got here because I thought this was all solid work from him. I just like it to be changed up. So if they want to do like this little segment before the dynamite intro, that's fine. But I'd like it to be changed up here and there because we have. One of these, like, that interaction with Omega, Jericho, and Edge. That was mm -hmm. a pre-intro thing, so I wouldn't mind that. And then M MJF's interview can be somewhere else in the show. I get MJF's in the opener this week, so they had to put it here. But, like, just as a general thing, MJF's interviews could be somewhere else if it's not directly correlating to the opener, right? Cause... And this one was so similar to last week that for the first little bit, I was like, did we... Is this this week's or was right, this with, it was with almost that cool like, bit, right? It was yeah. almost identical Until to last Garcia week. comes in, right? So yeah, I wish they would shake up the formula a little. Um, I like what I'm just said though. Uh, the daddy magic impression he did was really funny. It was funny. That was pretty spot on. Yeah, it was. Um, nice to see Cole and Roddy as well. Uh, that was all solid. And then we're rolling in after the intro to MJF versus Dan Garcia for the AW World Championship in another title match without the belt. Right. Just a funny little thing. I'm fine with that. Jay White's awesome. but Yeah, it's just, working for him. I'm just saying. Again, he's making something, a trope that we don't love, work for him. Mm -hmm. um, MJF offers a handshake and sportsmanship. Garcia slaps it away and goes to do his dance. But MJF pokes him in the eyes. Um, and I, what I thought was a cool little sequence, Garcia hits double knees in the corner fall. But like he does like... He gets him in position for a suplex, then does a roll through into a brain buster yeah. for two. That was kind of cool. It was. Um, I'm not sure how necessary that was, but it was just like a nice fluid motion. It looks nice. It felt yep. like something Swerve would do, honestly. Yep. Um, and that's a compliment. It is. Overhand, One of the highest compliments. Yeah. Overhand chop and a nice side of suplex from Garcia for two. Or not for two, sorry. Um, butterfly shoulder breaker and a super kick from MJF. I like the shoulder breaker. Yeah. That Although was, it kind of begs good. the question, why not just drop him on his head? But Because um, armbar? Because you got him there, you know? But anyways, I it guess. looks cool. Uh, Hammerlock Cradle DDT from MJF for two, which looks awesome. It does. Like it's his, like a rampage. It's Soraya's finisher, but doing it better because we don't like Soraya. Correct. And because it, it, it just does look better. good. It, it looks awesome. Uh, Garcia sticks MJF with the pile driver for a near fall. Then he locks MJF in the Dragon Tamer. But the finish comes when MJF is able to counter out because Garcia likes to lean way back in that. And he gets oh, Garcia yeah. into the salt of the earth. And after, like, he had some arm targeting during the match. And he uh, submits Garcia for the win. And then post-match, there was the handshake offering. Garcia was going to accept it, but 2.0 stop him and they leave. So yes, that's the whole thing now. Uh, I The first couple of minutes of this, I thought, were kind of slow. And it was the, like, they're really leaning into the story of MJF trying to get the best out of Gar Garcia and, like, fire him up, right? And get him to 
Uh, and then I think once Garcia did get fired up there, somewhere near the middle, things picked up quite a bit. So I, by the end, I thought it was a good match. Obviously would have been helped if there was any chance of Garcia winning. And that kind of affects the, was it the main event this week too? Yeah. Just there's no universe where one guy's winning and that's never the best option for a no, match. But of course. But that's not always a deal breaker. No, not not at all. And I'm, I'd be happy if this leads to Garcia breaking away from the mid-card comedy people and sort of doing the actual wrestler thing because he's really good. Yeah, they but let him go. my thing with that was um, I think this would actually be, now this is weird, but it would be more interesting if they were still Jazz. Ooh, like this would careful. be better with Jericho. What are you talking because about? Now it's like, why is Garcia even still bothering with them? If they're annoying, I him, know. Like, why is he still affiliated with them? Their whole thing what? was they split from Jericho, and I get they could still team together, but like, why? Why does Matt Menard have any power over? Exactly, Garcia. like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like Garcia is right. a great pro wrestler, and he he clearly like almost wanted to be with that Danielson feud um last year. Yeah. So yeah, why the hell? Like this whole daddy says nothing. That's funny, but like, and they why never, does that? They never. And when Jass existed, now you got me thinking about this too. When Jass they weren't in the higher. They never is right. Exactly. Guevara and Garcia. They never established are the pecking over order 2.0. of two point Yeah, that's no, what that I'm was, saying. Exactly. Yes. And so, like, if Jericho's the one holding him back, that made more sense because that's a, been a previous thing. So mm-hmm. if we had this thing where you're right, like, I didn't think about it, but yeah, why do they get any sort of yeah, control and, here? And furthermore, if <laughs> oh, they're furthermore. so about sports entertainment, which I guess maybe they're not now, but like. Why wouldn't they like the dancing thing? Then it's pretty sports entertainment now. It's the most sports centered. That is Which, also an excellent. So point. like, is it that they want to be more serious and get on track? Because then that makes sense. But fine, still, but that's not what they've been telling still, us. But still, why do they have power of him? Like, if it's Jericho stopping, that makes sense because he's the leader. And, and there's like, some lingering whatever. Right, and but then Jericho would want him to be sports him. Anyways, I'm just saying it makes more sense if he's rebelling against Jericho because yes. then. That because he's it's his it's his group, but why did two don't have power over anybody? No, like why they is shouldn't. that? It doesn't make sense. And another benefit of Jericho um, being involved with Garcia here is he wouldn't be fighting Callus and bringing Paul White to TV. So that would also that. be. I would much rather see Jas do something stupid than Didn't have Paul to remind White. Remind me of that, here. or so early on, I was I blissfully just... forgotten, <laughs> even though we just <laughs> it watched it yesterday. Um, then we get a quick promo package from Mark Briscoe. Uh, he talks about him and White having faced off in tag matches many times. Um, this is their first one-on-one meeting. He reminisces about White coming up in pro wrestling. He tells White to put his touch on the line and he'll whoop his ass. Um, I thought it was solid. Not the biggest Mark Briscoe fan, but um, with Jay gone, I don't mind seeing him every now and then. Just it's a nice like you know. I think his promo style is really unique. I think right? it's. I do like that it's unique. Yeah, because a lot of it's hard to catch. The way he talks, but he's got like I a kind of entertaining it. way about him. Like it's somewhat charming, right? I'm not never the hugest fan, but yeah. like. I think there's like I got time for him every now and then. Yep, it I also, enjoy him. More also more so when he's away from this that storyline with the Jarrett faction. For well, yeah. Now course. we don't like that. I'm now I'm less likely to dislike what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why he qualifies to fight for Jay's title shot because all mm-hmm. he did was come uh, back from injury and beat up Kip Saban for no reason, which that's not cool because Kip Saban didn't do nothing to him. But, but it um, is kind whatever. of a mystery it as to why is. you get shoot to the top of the rankings. I like that, just realized I wrote uh, Jay's title shot. I would like to clarify the Jay who's alive. I right. mean, Jay White, not Jay Briscoe, just to clarify. That's correct. Yeah, I, I like his promo style. I find him entertaining. He's At this point, he's just really comfortable, right? He's been doing this for so long. Yeah. And nobody really sounds like him. And uh, 
Again, obviously, he can't win this match. Yeah, but he's perfectly serviceable. But he's like I good like enough the in the ring, good enough yep, on the mic. Um, exactly. I don't mind seeing him every now and then. I would like him Adds to... Adds depth to your roster. I'm you know? saying Somebody's with the whole to. Samoa Joe thing, you could maybe give Briscoe the run. Because I don't... I like I don't need him to be on AEW all the time, right? But like if he's ROH TV champ, then he could be here every now and then, but mostly be on ROH. Like I think that's probably better for him. Apparently, that's being addressed next week. I'm yeah, I'm saying you give it to Mark Briscoe. I mean, he, Tony Khan will have a major announcement, <laughs> probably, as he tends to do. Mm-hmm. And I always get excited every time, but then like it's a very hit or miss because sometimes it's like kayfabe related. Or, like, not KV really, but, like, something, like, inch. But then sometimes it's, like, all-in tickets. Yeah, exactly. Which would be exciting if I was going. But I know, at least as far as now, it doesn't apply to me whatsoever. Like, if you think people, you're trying to get people to tune into your show, and that's what you give them when they tune in, is you can buy tickets for, like, that's not, that's not a major But sometimes it's, There's like, no world where that's a major announcement. One, I don't know, what's a good one? Maybe buying roh i don't know no okay like wait. announcing that forbidden door is happening here's the thing like yeah, the first that one. one that's a big okay, deal well so for here's the thing so you're gonna announce tickets for all in but or but this year the you all we got was a measly press release for a whole canadian tour right i got ripped off right i would love to see a major announcement on tv of like hey forbidden door is coming to toronto and you get a mega osprey it's Did not major I, where was my announcement US. tony not me where was my announcement he's here Holy he's listening tonic. he hears you he's he'll Out, make it up to us outrageous um next we get darby on and yup sting versus the outrunners what did you think of the outrunners like just Listen, visually uh it's it's, it's i've seen them a few times on the indies it's a little amusing or are somewhere um, they're kind of yeah they're throwbacks for sure that's the whole thing is there their names are ridiculous they're taking too. what like the guns are sticking their toe in and they're like dove into the deep end right like they're going full retro mustaches mullets the whole the deal. names i forget what their names yeah One of them's like turbo flex or something yeah because outrun i was telling you was a video game in the, i'm gonna nail down the year but uh 80s anyways um, tell us about the match shivani was saying this is the first time sting's wrestled in portland since 1989 not a flex shivani <laughs> right. that's correct that just pissed me off yeah because like and then um 86 the, was the original the other thing i wrote that i thought was funny was so AEW heard us not loving Dynamite as much the past couple of weeks, and they said, "Oh, here, have a Sting match." Mm, thank you so much. <laughs> like, thanks. Um, so Sting gets a hot tag, which is also just what I wanted. Um, Sting no soul tag offense that takes up both outrunners with basic shots followed by opposing coffin Stinger splashes in the corners. Yeah, so like it was they attacked from behind, and we were like, "Oh, he actually sold it." Then they did a double back out for immediately no sell, and I was like, "Oh, there it is." And for indie dudes, the outrunners aren't small; like they're good sized lads, and they're no selling. I don't care who it is if it's a tag team. Don't be no selling crap, man. Like it's it's ridiculous. Come no on, no selling to a sixty. 60- four-year-old or whatever he is it's it's dumb it's like when he got up from a table spot from 2.0 like i don't care who it is you're going through a table well, stay I think down that one because he wasn't supposed to hit it take it he was supposed no that to was the move. one with the that, that, that was oh that was that was way more recent that was way more recent no but um so sting was with the scorpion death lock he takes as long as he can to lock it in and i've labeled this i said to you it's the stf of it sharpshooters because it's it looks horrible. It doesn't look effective whatsoever. The Cena FTF? But they have... The Cena... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's, that's what I mean. That's the yeah. Cena STF of... It's to... It's 
what is it? It's or rock sharpshooters, not exactly good. Yeah, either. but Sting's worse. Sting's definitely worse. It's it is to sharpshooters what Cena's STF is to cross faces. That's what I meant to say. There you go. Um, the I only knew thing, what you meant. yeah, there we go. We got it. The only thing I have to say uh, is Revolution can't come soon enough, it, and that's rather mean, sure. but that's okay. It's honest. It is. Um, is Darby Allen still hurt? Did he do anything in this? Uh, right. I don't think he did any. No, that I honestly wouldn't have noticed. So, anyways, it's so that means it was pretty much all Sting. I actually was more entertained by the Outrunners in this I than guess. I was anything else, because um, they're kind of fun. So this match was nothing. I don't know. Didn't do anything other than put Sting on TV. I guess like and the Outrunners got on. I'm happiest for them. They got on major network. When television. you say the only thing this match did was put Sting on TV, that's not a ringing endorsement. No, for me. it's not meant to be at all. No, that's what it did though. Yeah. Um. Okay. And yeah. So I remember seeing like a few days ago that Sting's on this and, uh, Collision this week. Like Sweet. that. Twice in. Well, you week. know the goodbye tour is gonna be like super oversaturated with Sting. Japan style, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get uh, Shia Storm sit down with Shivani, kind of a contract signing, which was weird because mm-hmm. I didn't know it was. And because Tony Storm's there, the whole segments in black and white, which mm-hmm. I thought was a choice. That was interesting. Apparently, it was at her request, I guess. That's uh, funny. And Shida wonder what happened to Storm because um, she's all weird now, and she's ranting about how Shida happened. Like she's always in the way to stop Storm or whatever. She took her title from her, and then she uh, didn't win it back at all in and whatever. Blah blah blah. Uh, Storm signed it. Uh, she signed it. She does gonna beat Storm in full gear. Storm said, "Chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe." Uh, she hit the shoe out of her hand. Considered the shoe watched for. Yeah, I think they were trying to give Tony Storm some like reason for this. So it was basically that she she wanted to be the first three time champion, something, and then three time champion and. What was it the line she said? Since she couldn't make history, she decided to become history. Yeah. So it's almost like this is what made her snap and think she's like a 50s movie star or whatever it is. So I don't know. I kind of found this was entertaining and preferred it to the picture-in-picture movies that I can't pay attention to because it's too small and I just it doesn't work for me. Um, do you think Storm could win this? She could. I do I, think so. I don't know. Which I don't. It's not even that I don't like Tony Storm or what she's doing, because I do, but we've talked about this. Like, this can't be Sheeta's legacy, man. She's better than this. I feel, I don't, I honestly, like, I, I, but Storm I could, could win it, but she I. She could, because she's the hottest thing in the women's division. But I really think Sheeta arguably needs this win. And I, I stand by the thing that I think a loss does not hurt the Storm character because she's she can already... spiral further, Exactly, because she's already insane, so she can just spiral Correct. more, and it'll be fine. So I don't. I think Sheeta needs to win more because they're just going to keep damaging her to keep giving her these crummy little runs that mean nothing. I agree. Um, which, again, it's only the second time this is that she's had a run aside from her original one, but two times is too, too many. At least she got to speak a bit here, but we still didn't learn anything about yeah, it. Yeah, it was okay, but it did really have to be so short. Like, I was hoping for something... I was hoping something like this would maybe be an opportunity to give us something on Cheetah, but there was really nothing here on her. At most, we got that she hasn't been beaten this year. That's not really useful. No. Considering... We know. We could say the same about Mark Briscoe and Jay White mm-hmm. later on in the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, And that's not really any information on anyone. 
Um, I did kind of like Storm here. I'm just still not sure how sold I am on this because it's like it's just really weird. It's not like an it's not weird in an endearing way. It's not weird in like an incredibly off-putting way. It's just super strange, and I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just like but it gets it's it, interesting. It holds your attention because Somewhat. it is so different. Somewhat. And I think she's committed to it. So anytime a person really commits to something, I do like the commitment. Strange. Yeah. I'm I'm okay to watch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that they're trying something to her at least. Um, right. This can go either way, I guess, but not in an overly interesting way. No. Um, I well, I don't know. It might. I'm. I'm. Still... Yeah, but not in a way where I'm like I'm super excited to see like it's not like the Hangman Swerve match we had before where like that could go either way mm -hmm. or like Saber Danson or you know, something like that. Yeah. Recently, where where it can go either way, and that's the captivating parts. Like this could go either way, and like eh, I'm not sure. Mm hmm. Uh, next, we get Swerve Strickland versus Penta. Uh, another Swerve match I'd very much like to see off the back of Danielson and Hangman. Yeah. So this is nice. Um, Penta's got a black and orange look. It's just an, another fantastic he, look for him. It's it's a really simple if one. If we this did time, a best but... ring attire, he'd probably honestly maybe I'll do that. Just, that'll that. be one of my honorary awards. That would be your like, specialty. Penta has consistently some of the best ring. I could gear. see you doing ring gear, entrance gear. Um, because he Penta's crazy. Like he's. My favorite look is definitely the Joker Penta. I think that's by far his best one. But I think but he, he had the... to that one for a long time. I like when he freshens it up. I do like when he freshens it up. I think that one's the best one. And they still haven't made a figure of it. So my... when they make a figure that, I will get two of that and I'll put one on the shelf. Because I think Joker Penta is one of my obsessions. I need... Spot of honor on There's the shelf. There's two things I need in life. It's a Thanos Rollins and a Joker Penta. Um, I think he did a gold all gold one once, which was really nice. I remember he recently wore all white, which... Mm -hmm. That's just Can't go a, wrong. That's an automatic ticket to success. Like all white Take is Jack's money. fantastic. Hey, we know it works. Rollins has done all white. Um, it's one Young of the Bucks first have gears done that. I actually cared about that. I thought Rollins, that looks cool. yeah, Rollins looks the amazing. White the Messiah chain. one, and but particularly the, the SummerSlam fifteen one, and then this black. No, oh, the all red. We really like the yep, all red. The I all do. red's really nice. When you do like just the color and color, but this this one's just like black with the orange trim. It's really looks nice. great. Um, I was saying like it'd be interesting if he did like pumpkin paint for his face because he's never really changed the color of his face paint, which I think is interesting. Which I don't think he needs to. No, but I'm just saying that would have been cool. Anyways, enough about <laughs> ring gears. Um, I could that was my on. fault. I think I led you astray there a little bit. Penta's just Penta looks too snazzy, you know. He it's looks just, great. He can't miss. I like when he in early AW when they were heels. He had like the black hair and he had like the white kind of venom mm -hmm. looking eye on the one side. It was like. That mash that covered his eye, but mm -hmm. he could probably still see through it, so it's it's cool. Maybe he can bring that back when we do an eye for an eye match or something. Extraction. Extract your opponent's eye with the corner of the steps. Cause that's how that works. I'm pretty sure they showed an actual eye in that's, that match. That was the Did rumor they... that they like had a prosthetic eye drop on the floor or something. I'm pretty sure I saw them like Rollins I don't remember. puking or whatever. That was <laughs> Rollins did puke. That there was that. Man. That's right. The fact that that's probably the highlight of the Messiah run is sad because the Messiah gimmick could have had potential. Yeah, I guess uh, it was more obnoxious than I think it was supposed to be. Well, I think, I think it was grading in the wrong way. I don't know. It Maybe was not. partially because that faction failed because AOP got injured and released for the millionth time. Yeah, where are they? I don't Aren't know. they? Weren't I they don't rumored think to be they... back. They apparently they've been secretly signed, but I don't think so. Secretly signed. That, who? Not Why would you secretly secret. sign Reported AOP? Reported everywhere. Not, not yeah. very secret. And then Theory was in his faction for like five minutes. Right. And the, honestly, Murphy was only one. And then Murphy turned babyface, kissed Rey Mysterio's daughter, and then left. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thunderdome era. Brilliant. Thunderdome. What do you like? 
Anywho, back to this, the thing I'm supposed to talk about. Um, Penta did that float over backstabber, which he always does, which is really nice. Uh, Swerve vaults over the ropes, lands on his feet, but takes a super kick from Penta. Paris sling blades, and Penta hits that new driver he's got, which is kind of like, it's basically, I think it's just a spinning death by driver, but it looks really cool the way it he does it. looks cool. It's really nice. Uh, yep. That got a two count. Uh, Penta springboards out to the apron into a destroyer on the apron, which is really clean. Uh, Swerve kicks up Penta's leg, so he's basically like hanging off the apron with his foot feet hooked on the ropes. Then Swerve kind of slingshots out with a double foot stomp. But he did it quickly enough that he doesn't look dumb for sitting there and you know what I mean? Swerve well, that one, I feel like it's like... It happened quick, so Swerve... It would be harder to unhook your it feet. It would. I, I so, liked it. I don't know. There's a couple of reasons why that one works better. Um, Penta does the arm breaker, followed by the Made in Japan for two. Uh, Swerve is a death by driver and then does his arm snap where he uses his foot to snap Penta's arm, which I could see... You can see the leg slap, but I think that's one where the sound just makes it. Does, it does. It really does. I just need that to like have the believability. Yep, I have no problem with Even that. Even though it's like... You could argue the leg slap's less believable, but the sound makes it more believable that his arm snapping. And it it's gets stupid, the crowd, like, too, every right, time. Right, because that's the, that, the hearing... it. You need like Correct. what you're hearing, what you're seeing to match what you're Correct. hearing. Like, it helps big or time. Or whatever, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the that's that probably the whole logic behind like slaps on kicks, anyways. But just especially here, it, it helps because you're the theory is you're snapping the arm, right? Yep. Um, then a swerve stomp from Swerve seals the win. Uh, swerve tries ta- tries taking Penta's mask because nobody can just leave Penta's mask on. I swear to God, it's like happened in the past few years. It it's would happened be at cool least to have times. Uh, that that's. That's true. Maybe I'm looking at this wrong. If I was going to take someone's mask, it would probably be Penta's mask. Would, right. That's probably the one I would take. That That's fair. Um, Swerve tries taking Penta's mask, um, and Hangman comes with the chair. He chases Swerve up the ramp and attacks him with the chair. Then he takes his son's security and hits a dead eye off the stage through some conveniently placed tables. Yeah. I realize they might not make Joker Penta because of DC license. And the spot... Wait, but Warner... Never mind. The spot looked good, but it looked kind of like Hangman's feet hit the it wasn't and, a perfect dead eye but but it looked okay. I, looked good enough ended up looking good a couple of lines from taz in this remember he said he would love to rip tony's tongue right out of his face at one point <laughs> yeah like and then another one he had was clash of styles but similar styles i i i, I kind of understood what he was saying it sounds ridiculous but anyways um really good tv match both of these guys are good swerve is awesome and like being pushed right now so you knew what was going to happen Kind of felt like a random match a little bit, but for that being random, the intensity and like brutality were pretty high, like pretty physical stuff that looked good. Kind of odd that Hangman would patiently wait for the end of the match to attack in a violent rage. I mean, I guess, but I guess he's exhausting. You can just beat him up easy. But uh, I, the table spot to end, I thought looked pretty good, and I thought this was a very enjoyable TV match. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, another solid TV match. I thought not a storyline reason for this one, but I liked. Uh, like I said, it's on on paper. It was very appealing. So it was um, it delivered? I thought it's one I'm happy to just randomly get. Commentary were saying how they're different but similar in a weird way. I kind of think that's the case. Like they both just got like that some sick unique offense, and they both just got their way about them. I think in like in high impact stuff a lot. High impact too. stuff, and I think just like we even said like the way Penta moves sometimes, he's just like kind of got that way about him. You know, like the way he, when he walks around weird like that or whatever. Yeah. And, like, and Swerve's got all those they're smooth fluid. transitions. They both just, like, in their own unique ways, they're just, they've got their own thing about them. And I think in that way, they're similar, even though they got, they're very different. Um, that strike exchange bit was nice. I thought Penta got some solid near falls, uh, like, with the arm breaker and the main Japan. That spinning DVD he's got is pretty sweet. 
Uh, Swerve didn't disappoint. As always, we always talk about how great he is to watch in the ring. He's just smooth with everything. I expected win, but good match nonetheless. Um, I like the post match too. I liked Hangman's Dead Sound Revenge. It's like I like I like that nice change of pace from the vulnerable uh, self. He usually is like we eventually saw in the Moxley feud. Yeah, like, that, it gets brought out of him eventually, right? Exactly. I like that after he took a swerve off the stage, he just kept in like you're a dead man. Like I mm-hmm. like he did really sell the rage. He definitely had that look in his eyes, yep. and I think that was sold uh, really well. Um, then we get an interview with Bullet Club Gold. Um, just a bit with White talking about he's gonna always be better than MJF. He'll show how he's truly elite when he defeats Mark Briscoe later in the show to retain his title, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Bang Bang Belt. Uh, yeah. So, I thought that... Sorry, was that the... Who were you just talking about? Bullet Gold. Oh, yeah. I liked... Um, I thought it was a strong promo because, again, like, his style of dismissing everything important to MJF, this time it was like, you're worried about numbers on a graph on the internet or social media or whatever, and he's just kind of like... I don't care, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really amusing. Really, really good heel confidence without like going over the top into ridiculous. He's talented, man. Love Jay White. I like him a Love lot. Him lots. Uh, simple, straightforward stuff, but um, always enjoyable. Um, he's talking faster for sure, but he gets his stuff across well. And like how he keeps talking about like ways MJF isn't what he calls an elite champion. I like that he was like what he still didn't get his belt back, and MJF didn't really again do much about it. Right. He was just talking about the acclaimed. Um, the only injustice here is that Juice didn't speak. We love we love Juice. He's, yeah, he's fun. He's a funny lad, and his theme song is a slapper. It is. Um, Told you. On a side note, though, um, I was thinking about I was telling you, I was thinking about this week earlier. Um, I think Volko Gold are in the running for my faction of the year, just currently between them and Blackpool, at least for uh, AEW, just because Volko Gold are on uh, the bloodline. Just, I guess. Bloodline's <laughs> falling off. I don't think they deserve it anymore. Chase University? <laughs> no. no. Won't even dignify no. it with a response, eh? No. But Volco Gold are just like... They're cool. Incredibly... In- they're cool. Enjoy they're them. enjoyable all around. I enjoy all of them, which I would not have said at the beginning of this year. They're modern um, DX. They and are. And I mean that in a good way. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even use... DX the... was cool for a while. They were also not as cool as people remember. Like... They've obviously revised history to make them like amazing all the way through, but and they've also just they come back to diminishing returns. They yes, had the two thousand six run, for which sure. two thousand six run, which was I don't re- know how well that went over, but I think it was decent still. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, obviously, because that was it was after the reign of terror, so it's kind of like Triple H was still. You could make the excuse for that, but then two thousand nine DX, there's like that's starting to push and then now every dx reunion it's like why are they so, like triple h is triple h is what dx was again so now it's like uh, right why is dx even bother anymore they should not in theory like it's just i don't even know triple h is a cool authority figure he's, that's he's right cool like that you know um next we get a chaos omega or sorry should i say this is the thing kenny osega <laughs> nice mm-hmm. uh we got a promo package for their little fiasco next week um, Kaos talking about this will not be one of the video games where you can do what you want. They're ready for serious violence next week. Uh, Omega said he's been beaten or broken before. A lot of video game footage. It's a like a dragon street fight. Yeah, I um, I actually really liked the parts with the actual people in it, and I was kind of <laughs> the parts with the actual people. I was kind of willing to forgive the because it kind of felt like. They cut promos and then they just like spliced this in. 
but then when Kenny like specifically acknowledges it and talks about it at the end, it kind of took me out of it a little bit because then it's like, this is a blood feud and you've chosen to weave in like a video. I game will thing. say they look less bad because they don't beat you over the head with it. Like WWE but if the does. company just did it and like it was like these guys had a serious promo and we spliced in this stuff fine. But like when they're actively shilling for it in the middle of their ultra intense. Blood yeah, no, I don't promo, like that. But I was not a fan because I, I would rather play this game than buy Pizza cool. Hut stupid dinner. Well, box, yeah, OK, I still didn't enjoy this. I, I was I did and I didn't, I guess, to be fair. Um, and this is where that sponsorship comes in. Uh, yeah. Uh, the game clips were confusing me at first, and then it hit me. Omega dubbed this the Like a Dragon Street Fight, which made me cringe a little. It's only safe because it's slightly less of a mouthful than the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Um, then I had an epiphany. Um, actually, I take that back. Looking at the number of words and syllables, it's probably a tie. Although no. it feels more cumbersome to say Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. I think... Like a dragon. I think the Mountain Dew is cringier Mountain because Dew. it's such um, a well-known brand. I do. I that agree. It yes. sounds so clearly a lame sponsorship that it's just. But the other, the video like game dragon, thing, I've never like, heard of it in my life. So it's it's. True. I, I think it is it. cringier. Yes, but like and I, I don't know. Mountain Dew Pitch Black just seems like more of a muscle though, because it's like Mountain Dew's the brand name. Then you got Pitch Black was the drink, and then like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, because like pitch black match on its own sounds kind of cool. Yeah. And sounds like something cool Bray Wyatt would probably do. But then you go Mountain Dew pitch black and it's like, that's stupid. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Also, None of them are. It was basically a glow in the dark match. Like It was. It was. To th- that's that's where LA Knight started the year. Let's yep. remember. Just He might not have been Roman Reigns, but he started the year there. So He's come let's a just, long way. Let's just remember that whenever you're just... If you're ever bummed at night, just think about how Ellie and I didn't win, which I know you are. Uh, just remember, he started there. That's right. He started there. Um, I liked Callus though. I like how he tells his crew as a family. Um, his whole thing's cool. But video game, I'm okay. Didn't fit. I'm okay. I don't think Sega really does anything not- notable anymore. How dare you? I've been playing NHL 96 lately. It is very fun. That's On recent. my Sega Genesis, because I am cutting edge. Cutting people. edge. Yep. My uh, favorite system. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we get an Omega Jericho interview. Sorry. The Golden Jets. That's correct. Um, and let's play a drinking game. How many times can we say Golden Jets in the same show? That's both talking about me and them. Uh, Jericho said they had some good friends uh, in Ibushi and Paul White. Um, I think yeah, this this hooray. was the segment where I started taking notes on it, and then I just lost control. So then I was like, you gave nope, up. I'm good. Yeah, I think that's um, right. Because I remember writing the first few lines of this, and I was just like, no, I'm good. Um, the Young Bucks walked in saying that this was a sweet promo. Um, they complained about having no room in the locker room because of uh, the Golden Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt mentioned Chris and Kenny had a cool new name. The Golden Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, he remembers a cool name called the Elite. He talked about having Omega's back while Jericho said that uh, the Bucks didn't have his back against Powerhouse Hobbs. Ooh. Um, he spoke about how Matt talked about how the Bucks and Omega started this company, and Jericho said it was the four of them that started AW. And Matt said they started it, they started the revolution while Jericho waltzed in and cashed another big check. Jericho credited the Young Bucks for being a great tag team, but Jericho thinks that uh, him and Omega, the Golden Jets, can beat them. Uh, Matt Jackson pitched a match for uh, the Young Bucks to face the Golden Jets at Full Gear in the Kia Forum in Los Angeles. I remember that because for some reason, I've heard, like I just keep seeing 
normally I don't remember, but just I, I feel like I've heard Kia Forum so many times. It's like I do not, but I rem- specifically remember Jay White saying Kia Forum. So I yeah, believe you. It's between. It's not as much as um Golden Jets, but still. Um. Sorry, where is uh, yeah? So Jericho asked them to put the their title shot on the line if the Golden Jets win. Which is good because they actually they did they remember, but we it. were just saying that last week. I they made a note of that the title too. Shot, so it does exist. They so. did acknowledge it. Yep. So that that, that is good. Uh, Matt agreed to that, and it's, but if the Bucks win, which he says they will, uh, then Omega Jericho, the Golden Jets, uh, can't team together again. Um, Omega said the Bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. He didn't want to fight them. He said he's been young Bucks in the past, and he mentions Hangman Bushi. Specifically, mm-hmm. the Hangman one. Mm-hmm. I was trying to watch that match the one day because the one day I just I really wanted to watch that match. I could not find it for the life of me. You're bad. I at tried this. your site and your site didn't even have it. Wow. Couldn't even get it. It's like I don't know. Like AW needs a service with their library because I need to rewatch that match. Damn it. The only thing I don't want to see is Hangman and Trunks again. Reasonable. I don't want to see that. Um. Okay, we're almost done. Uh, Omega said, if you really want to face them, then they'll do it and. Maybe the young bucks will stop acting like or start acting like adults instead of whining children. Omega left, and Jericho said he'll be happy to be this spoiled asses. And he said he has his own dressing room, and then he smiles and leaves, which I thought that was actually kind of funny. Who am I supposed to choose? Whose side am I on here? Right, I'm not sure who are the heels. See, so I feel like the bucks because they're kind of are doing their like douchey. I do enjoy Douchey Bucks. Diva Bucks, just because I think that's them. I do enjoy Bucks. I think that's Bucks. just natural for them. I do enjoy Douchey Bucks. So yeah. do I. Um, Especially Nick Jack. Nick but Jackson's funny. Kenny's tone, was I wasn't exactly expecting either. Well, I don't blame Kenny because I feel like it's like... No, no. Because well, he tried... I feel like Omega was trying to be all... He was. Which reminded me of the Hangman feud, but... I feel like eventually his tone again was more like them at the end, but I feel like that was warranted at least... <laughs> and it's kind of like say what you will but it's when you imply you're a better wrestler than me that that's the line like he's like no 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 okay i could sit here and take everything but as soon as you say you can beat me that's too far right like this is what i take more seriously than anything in the world and now here's the evidence, yeah exactly so i think right? it's warranted I think we're supposed to root for the Golden Jets because they're. I think so too. They're well. They're fighting the Don Callis family, so you're definitely supposed to root for them. But match. Jericho, but I think so far, so often, I never know. Well, anymore. Jericho definitely like, like is kind of dipping his toes in the heelish pool just because of just the things he says to the at, Bucks. Which at, yeah, I think at it's the kind. Of, it's fair to an extent because obviously he's not meant to like the Bucks, but I think you're supposed to root for the Golden I Jets. I do too. Um, I will say the Golden Jets, which I prefer, because um, Bucks as heels is better. But I think the Bucks have a perfectly logical gripe that you could get behind too. Like I would, I would agree right. with the Bucks. They're not I, honestly super wrong. I think you're supposed to agree with the Golden Jets, but I would definitely side with the Bucks here, personally speaking. Like cause I think if I were them, I would definitely feel the same way. So I, I, I think the Bucks are probably in the right here. But then again, I'm not a big Jericho fan. I like Kenny's days. line. I forget what he called them, and then the Bucks said, "Yeah, we've heard that a bunch before." And he said, "I think you needed to hear it from someone like me." Right, because they're like we've heard that from a bunch of people before, and he said something like, "I." Oh, but you what was to, it? You I needed to hear that, that from too. some. It was I like you're spoiled, or I don't know, something, you know what I mean, something oh. along those lines. I like that line. I did like that. Uh, I I think to be honest, like they built a match in like what two weeks, and it actually seems like there's some heat there. So, and I appreciate the attempts to do something with the Bucks because sometimes I think it's just like. 
they're safe to just throw in matches and it's fun and whatever. Because they are, but... And it's true. I do like... Yeah, and I I, but, I, I wouldn't mind them being heel again because Nick Jackson, oh, I loved heel Nick Jackson. He's funny. So I think that's where they're going with this. Uh, so I liked it overall. Give him the handlebar. And uh, again, like you said, they made a reference to... And I think... Remember when they hired the podcaster I used to listen to, Will Washington, to be the continuity guy? So that would, I think, be his job being like, hey, hey, you guys haven't made reference to the Bucks's, Bucks's tag shot. Bucks's. Yeah, the Bucks's tag the, shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then they, they explain that. Bucks's. But anyways, I like this. I, I do like it, but um, for me, it, I also don't like it because I feel like they're almost going for a similar thing with the hangman they certainly Omega are recycling and it. i don't no doubt that particularly bothers me because that was so fantastic that it's like i you can't i and it's elite I on the same take. page elite not on the same page elite you know they can't do that that yeah often. so part of this for me is that i wish i would like the elite on the same page again just because like i thought that was a really great story of them all coming together against blackpool i thought that was Probably one of my favorite stories and feuds of the year. Right. And then now it's just that's kind of going to waste. And also just because I think the Hangman Omega Bucks match feud storyline is on an entirely different plane that just for this to draw comparisons to that for me uh, definitely rubs me the wrong way, which might be my own fault just for making that comparison. And maybe that's not the intention or the the thing they're going for. But it definitely feels very much like that for me just Mm -hmm. because I don't know. And I don't like that just because... That was way better. It just feels like, and especially because it's Jericho. Like I know that's the only part. That's I'm not the part I'm that uh, there's a the huge disconnect for me. It's, I'm just like, not only are you trying to do Omega Hangman Bucks light, but it's Jericho. Agree. So no thanks. Um, the first thing I wrote in my notes was why is this Golden Jets thing going on so long? I think this is fine as an alliance to fight Don Callis, but it feels like it's extending itself a little too far. Like, what a I surprise! Don't... A Jericho angle. I don't need them t- teaming against the Bucks going for a title shot. No. Like, when Jericho said he was going to go for the tag titles with Guevara, that was already pushing it for me. But honestly, if I had to pick between him and holding going for tag titles with Guevara or Kenny, I would pick Guevara because at least Guevara is, like, a fresher talent and someone that Jericho actually, like, has been teamed with for a while like omega is historically a great rival of his and leave omega as a singles that's yes. where he is like Omega's, the best in the world i think his tag title with hangman was perfect but i don't think you need to he do is that a single again. star he's a single star um i think the story here makes sense but it's nowhere near the thing i was talking about it just doesn't help that i don't or that i want the golden jets to disband which is again not intended <laughs> like that's part of the thing that makes me decide with the box not that rooting for i them. will gladly take jericho and omega disbanding um, I really hope they don't get the title shot, even though it feels like they it feels like they'll win this, which kind of sucks. And then the real kicker is yeah, to me, possible. if they face Bill and Starks for the tag titles, you really think they would beat Jericho and Omega? So Bill and Starks are heels, so that definitely makes it feel like Omega is right. And my hopes for Starks and Big Bill. Well, beating... they dispatched of FTR pretty fast, so <laughs> that's true. Right? That that's I guess. their thing. But, like, I don't think that's an indication of, I don't, I don't know. know. I just don't see them being them. Anyways, um, I absolutely do not want to tag time for Jericho with Omega of all people. Like I said, again, Revolution 2020, this is not Hangman Omega. This is not. I hope the match delivers, but please have the Bucks win, for the love of God. Um, but all this aside, I thought the Bucks were pretty good, actually. I like the way they're acting. I do enjoy them as heels, because, like I said, like, 
Heal Elite was awesome. Honestly, I would run that back sometime just because um, Douchey Elite was awesome. Yep, they're good. I, I absolutely love that. Uh, Jericho Solid 2. I actually don't... As much as I don't love him being here, um, the work he's turning in here is actually solid. So I'll I'll give him that. Uh, next we get Haas fight, which is Samoa Joe <laughs> versus Keith Lee for the ROH World Television Championship. Some might even say meat. And like honestly, the sheer size of these two guys is almost a spectacle in itself. And it's my favorite part. It's not about their height, right? Like they're I'm sure they're tall men, but not exceedingly. It's the the literal thickness of these two guys like is crazy and it's they're just very very girthy very very broad fellows so it's kind of cool Quite to broad. see indeed yeah. um keith lee hits that big double-handed chop in the corner and you can see the sweat fly off of joe which i thought <laughs> yeah. was kind of funny um joe with this cool knee breaker kind of move which looks like a gut because he's got lee over his shoulder but i thought that looked nice yep uh there's a strike exchange joe takes control of the dragon screw pop-up powerbomb from lee uh, the finish came when he went for the big pain catastrophe, but Joe escapes, locks in the Kikina clutch for the win. Uh, Joe says he stands before you, the greatest ROH TV champion of all time. Uh, he says he didn't come here just to be the TV champion. He says hunger defines the greatest. And he says as of tonight, he's vacating the TV title because the next gold he's going to have is MJF's world title, whether he likes it or not. Yeah, I like the match. Hard hitting, some impressive moves like to guys who are really, really big fellows. So, And just like... We, I said it, I think, while we're watching, kind of a waste of Keith Lee signing him because they don't really have clearly he's any He's one of the guys that kind of falls by the wayside. And he's, I'll say it about someone else later, I forget who, oh, Gresham. Like, Keith Lee's just a unique talent. He's too unique a guy not to find a way to use, right? Uh, quality win for Joe, which I'm happy about because he's awesome and I like the match. And I didn't expect him to vacate the title. It's not, while I do overall like it, it's definitely not a ringing endorsement of that title, right? Like, dudes are just vacating it. I don't think but, that's a huge issue, though, because they haven't exactly done their best to make that title something. No. Even even with Samoa Joe holding the belt. So I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. Plus, it's like, I don't think it's necessarily a diss of that title because AW world title is a bigger prize either way. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily a huge diss of that title. And... I really enjoy his motif behind it. Me too. And a focused, hungry Joe could be amazing. But my concern is, is there any chance that it actually gets a payoff? Probably not. That's the problem, right? Because I think I'm going to really enjoy the story because, like, Angry Joe's amazing, but I don't think there's any chance I get the payoff I want. Uh -uh. But anyways, I hope they have a robust TV title tournament with cool people in it. I was hoping where they go Four-man tournament? No. Like, I want, like, 16 and drag it out for months if you want. Mm-hmm. But anyways. um, Yeah, I agree. I thought this was a solid match. Um, Under-delivered a little, in my opinion, but it was a solid Haas fight. I thought we got some pretty solid action and some cool stuff. I thought Lee was pretty good, but I wish I got to showcase more of what makes him great, considering we don't always get that. Like, some more athleticism. That's what we always like to see. That's the unique part. Like, he's not just a powerhouse, right? right. He does cool stuff, too. Exactly. And um, I thought the post-match was surprising. Spoiler aside, because I saw it already, obviously. Um, Joe has had the title for the longest time. Now he's got the longest run. Feels like they haven't had anyone that's really had a chance of, of beating him for it. So I think that's another reason mm-hmm. why it's okay for him to relinquish it. Cause it's not like it's otherwise who's going to take that from him, I guess. Right. Um, at least twice they've had number one contender attorneys and still nothing. One of them was four people. So I digress, <laughs> but I digress. 
Um, I've seen mixed opinions on this decision. Um, my friend wasn't personally a fan of it, but I like uh, personally, it. I like it. I think, especially given the context with the promo he gave a month or so ago, where he talked about the greats having that hunger and how he had become contempt. I think for him, this makes a lot of sense. And from his perspective, I think it makes sense as something he feels he needs to do to get himself to the next level. Yeah. Not even as a disrespect to this title, just thing because there is another level that he's not at yet. And I think this uh, totally makes sense for to get him where he feels he deserves to be. Um, I think there's also not much for more for him to do in ROH. I feel like it's like he's kind of conquered all kind of things. So, mm-hmm. again, I think it's just moving on from kind of like going up. And I think the TV title can hopefully benefit from someone else having it. I think so. Anhelico. They could use it to build somebody. Anhelico. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, justice for Anhelico. Okay? Yeah. Justice for Anhelico. And this also frees him up for to be more of a presence on Dynamite Collision. Emphasis on Dynamite. Um, hopefully but, yes, he please. is more on. Um. But yeah, I also I guess yeah, I'm not sure about the payoff. I don't think he's gonna get a title. Me on. either. Just cause like he's at the end of his rope, kind of. I think this is still good though. I don't I don't mind it either way. I think this would be a nice run for him whatsoever. If he does get the title, I'm not gonna complain. I'll enjoy the ride, but I would enjoy it more. I'm if not he gonna complain if he doesn't run. get it, but I would much rather have Switchblade win it or something. Although with Joe going on, I don't have high hopes for Switchblade, which sucks. But we True. can always revisit the go 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 back to the drawing board. Um. Then we get a Cassidy Hook interview. Um, Cassidy says Mox has lost his mind, saying Cassidy overlooked him. He says he's only thought about Mox after being left in a pool of his own blood and having his title taken from him. He said he didn't pick up the pieces of Phoenix. He picked up the pieces of the title Mox dropped. He says it doesn't feel the same since he beat, un- or sorry, until he beats Mox. He needs to beat him to be the champion he knows he is, and he will beat him at full gear. Yeah, Orange Cassidy somehow has found a way because he's being serious and focused now because well, he's somehow, got something to care about and it's still working so it's like he can't be his carefree self until he avenges his loss to moxley right and it's the moxley's extreme violence sort of thing that has set him off so it should be another awesome mm-hmm. match and i thought this was really good and it's not something again he's showing a bit of range right but still keeping the same character so that's range good within the same right scope i don't know right like it's it's that this will be the outlier. Like, it's going to take a lot to get him to this point, but you can get him to this point. Mm-hmm. Normally, he's his chill, whatever self, mm-hmm. but you can get him to this point. Exactly, yeah. And, um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it as well. Uh, Mox can make a match feel important and personal with ease, but to his credit, I think Cassie's holding up his end of the bargain he here, uh, making this feel like a big match and a big grudge. Um, I like what he said, even though he has the title, there's still, like, this creates still this. It establishes the need for him to still be Moxley with everything that happened in the first match and since. I like there's this personal reason for wanting to beat him um, because Moxley beat the tar out of him last mm-hmm. time and, and took the title. He did. Um, and it's also tied to the title, right? It's, it's a title that means clearly means everything to Cassie, and that's something Mox took from him. So I like that it's not only that Moxley took this title that means everything to him, but Moxley also dropped the ball with it to no fault of his own, but nonetheless... Right. That that doesn't have to be a caveman thing, right? He took ca- he took the title cast. He worked so hard to keep, and then nothing became of it, right? And it be- kind of became disarray until Cassie got hold of it again. Um, I really enjoy Moxley being kind of this obstacle for Cassie to have another great run. Like mm-hmm. he could and probably will go on another great run. I feel like and have all those matches we got last time, and it'll be something great. But I like that Mox is kind of this huge obstacle that he needs to overcome and again. I feel like it's kind of a nice way of making it feel a little different from the first one but also the same um i think it's this is a cool way to go about it i'm um, again super invested in the match between these two um 
if we didn't have a world title match this time, I would honestly give them the main event spot again. But uh, it should be awesome. It should. Uh, next, we get the guns, accompanied by Juice Robinson and Cardbleed, against the Bollywood Boys. Um, <laughs> I think it was only one Bollywood Boy. I don't know if the other one did. One of them got taken on the apron while Colton hit a chop <laughs> to one of them, and then there was a 310 to Yuma for the win. Um, the guns qu- cut a quick promo after the match, uh, talking about how MJF's not a generational talent. Um, because he's telling all these sob stories, and, and generational talents don't get told no. And, like, they are, and they mentioned, like, LeBron or something. They said they've been doing this for three years, no stop. They're going to be new ROH tag champs. Uh, Austin says Max is embarrassment of those titles. He's only defended them once. Um, they sign the guns up, and then we cut to uh, M. Jeff watching the monitor. Joe walks up behind him, and so we're just kind of teasing that again, <laughs> which I like. Me too. Uh, yeah, the match, it was so fast that the commentary, I noted, we're still talking about Samoa Joe from the previous match when the match was over this one. So I don't know, like maybe, because, you know, I'm not loving mjf being stretched in so many directions but maybe the story is that that's what catches up with him and i don't know i don't think he's gonna lose the title anytime soon i don't think he's soon, losing but... the switchblade but i'm ever hopeful because i love him and you could work that that it's not that mjf isn't on that level but that he's got too many things going on and maybe somebody gets I, involved i think that's or... a good way to go especially with i like that bullet club gold's targeting multiple things i mean unfortunately my boy juice got robbed but, yeah um I, it's possible right and i I don't know. I do like the 310 to Yuma, I said. I do like it. I yeah. do like it. It's very nice. I could see the guns maybe winning the titles, but I imagine Samoa Joe will probably prevent that. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't know. I maybe, thought, maybe that's the next gold he'll have is the ROH tag titles. I thought the their promo after this match was kind of generic. Nothing No, it was amazing. pretty straightforward. But, but um, I think even though this wasn't their best promo, I think it's just like you got to appreciate how uh, they've come a long way. I think this, yeah. this year um i started out the year not liking them and the only thing we liked was the after funeral segment which i recently watched it's still good mm-hmm. uh which was our turning point for sure or beginning of it at least um but they've definitely come a long way like even this is like i still i like i don't hate it right and i i still like them because i think they're pretty entertaining in general so this, even this is miles ahead of how they used to be so that's always worth noting because that's a big turnaround for in our uh history um, I really hope they do go with Joe Tune with MJF because that's the best way to go. And the Guns don't deserve a two-on-one loss, which again is not something I would have no, said anything in the year. I don't. Almost nobody deserves that. No, I feel like I think it's really guns debilitating. could probably take it better than most, just because they kind of got the Dominic Mysterio thing going. Yeah. But nonetheless, I don't think I'd want them to take that. Mostly just because I actually like them now, which again is a weird thing to say, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, next we got a Moxley promo, which is always a treat. Uh, he talks about Orange Cassidy saying he didn't need, he doesn't deserve to make it to full gear. He said Cassidy knew what he was doing when he swooped in and took a shot. He can't let it slide, and he has to make an example for Yuta. Uh, Moxley said the man land in L.A. It's gang warfare, and I think next week what's it's Moxley and Yuta against Hook and Cassidy. Makes sense, I believe. Um, gang warfare reminds me of I think what was it Survivor Series '97 where they had like gang rules. <laughs> there was like Nation of Domination uh-huh. and um, Ace, not Aces and Nates what wow no what yeah. is it um disciples of apocalypse that's EOA, what it is yeah that's what it was and there's lost Bariquas and mm-hmm. whatever um i can't lost Bariquas is weird because no one remembers anyone but savio vega um yeah i could picture a couple of them but i just pictured multiple savio vegas oh my god who was the guy that it's was like miguel perez or something yeah he something was like one that. i don't why do i why 
I and the, the only aces and eights that are notable was it, it wasn't a crush, and I swear the Harris twins were in that. I they swear were. the it had they to were. be the Harris twins. Wes Briscoe and Bischoff's kid. No, that's aces and eights. Oh, sorry. What are you talking about? I'm talking about DOA. DOA still? Sorry. <laughs> oh, they were. They <laughs> were. DOA started out as the Harris bo- brothers. And then Crush. Yeah. Demolition Crush. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to this. Oh, uh, that's a weird digression. <laughs> How often do you think Crush gets mentioned on a podcast? Not often. Let alone DOA. Crush was in Nation Tube. What the hell? Just, I don't understand. Uh, Moxie issued a warning to Hook to please take notes if his fingers still work, which I thought was kind of funny if that's like a threat for next week. Like he's going to, his fingers won't work. I don't know. That was kind of funny. Um, and just like what Moxie was talking about, I thought it'd be interesting if Hook joined Blackpool. I don't want him to because like, but like he in a way fit. it fits. Yeah. Right? Like I don't want him to, but just like it kind of like, it was like an interesting little like what if. Mm-hmm. Um, then you'd interested a warning to Hook saying he had come across the wrong crew and he said he'll see him in Cali, pretty boy, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, I, we talked about it in the moment, and I think Moxley's amazing partly because I feel like he actually thinks about the feud he's in, and he sees, like, okay, what's the, like, what's the hole in this plot? And this one was maybe, like, why is Moxley so bent out of shape at Cassidy? Cassidy didn't actually do anything other than, like, take an opportunity and win, but Mox is like, I think you knew exactly what you were doing. And even if not, like, this is the kind of guy I am, right? You've got the belt that I want and I don't really care. And mm-hmm. I have to set an example to my young boy, basically, that you don't get away with this and we just have to destroy you now. Mm-hmm. And I like that he kind of closed up that hole because it, it's there a little bit. And I, he, but he does it in a way to still put Orange Cassidy over. Like, he's he never disappoints. Excellent. Yeah, Moxley is just, it's fantastic. like he thinks about stuff and he's how. He's actual actually conscious fans of view things, it yeah. and like feeds into that. He's actually got a mind for the business. I think and whatever, so. Yeah. So I really like. Yeah, it. Mox is just fantastic. Again, he just he elevates the build whenever he speaks. So that's great. He elevates Cassidy as well. Um, he just makes he makes it feel big. Um, his motivations here are clear and logical. Um, I like that it makes perfect sense, but it's kind of a heel logic way to go about it as well. But like a real person could share his perspective, like I was saying with the Bucks, so I like that because he had a match to get back a title that he lost when he was taken out, which like he kind of got injured and lost, so it wasn't entirely his fault. And then he had an opportunity to get it back, and obviously he couldn't because he was still, we'll say, ill. Um, but then in his eyes, he was he got taken out, and o- OC swooped in and uh, stole from him. So I like that with how he and Blackpool operate, it makes sense that he would not only let it slide or not let it slide. But uh, it's like that he's setting an example for you as well, and that yeah. he's not he's gonna go after him. So I like that. Uh, Moxie is amazing. Nobody can say otherwise. Agree. Uh, this is great. Um, then we go to Wardlow. Um, he hates MJF. He talks about when he worked for MJF. He wants revenge on MJF. He has a sledgehammer. He had a sledgehammer. My notes are: he said things and did things. He hates MJF. I don't care. Yep. Um, I could not care for something that should be super personal, and interesting. I don't give a crap. Nope. Agree. Um, then we get Red Velvet versus, versus Julia Hart. And I said, because this is what I wanted after Wardlow. I forgot what the women's match was, and I groaned when I remember. This is your women's match. This. This. Right here. A uh, decent single like dropkick from Velvet. But it was. was like a really slow wheelbarrow bulldog, which is lame. Um, yeah, I wrote slow motion. And then there's like a crummy slow super kick from Hart that Velvet sold as if it was an Adam Cole super kick. She sold it well. Yeah. And she wore an apron to the ring. Um, yeah. Get it? Because, like, red velvet's something you'd make food with. I guess. And Well, it is food. 
Exactly. <laughs> and then see stir it up is funny because you didn't really get this before, so I'll explain it again. It's like you you put things in a bowl and you stir it with the spoon. Right. So then you do this. You people can't see my stirring motion, but this is very accurate. Solid. It's good. It's like you, you do it in a circular motion. Yeah. Yep. Um. Then a moon from heart for the win. She locks in her heartless submission post match. It's like a crappier version of the Rings of Saturn. Like mm-hmm. Pack does it fantastically, and here Julia Hart is disrespecting him. <laughs> like, no. Hmm. Um. Sky blue arrives for the stare down. Um. That made me care about this. Not. Uh, Willow and Saturn come down, and someone loudly shouts, "Alien!" Amazing. When she's, we like laughed she, really hard. <laughs> she comes out of the ring, and someone's just like, "Alien!" Yeah, <laughs> but they will not let her forget that gimmick. I appreciate it. it. Was so funny. It was really. Funny. It was like that one time in the MJF Joe segment yes. where that one person yells out, and it's just like it's just audible enough it's to perfect. be funny. It's just like this one wasn't quite as good, but it's still really funny. So just like it's when it catches you off guard like that, it was really funny. And then Hart laughed after that. That was that was awesome because it's just like it's, you never expect it. It's it's awesome. Nothing wrong with this match. Nothing memorable either. I don't think. Am I allowed to say this? I I could going to. I think that Red Velvet has added some size since coming off her injury. Because I would say that about a male wrestler, right? So I feel I should be the same. And I'm not saying it in a bad way because I think it makes her offense look more impactful. Because before she was just so tiny, sometimes it was hard to. It was entering into like Riho territory for me, but I think she looks a little bit bigger and it looked more impactful. So I thought I that honestly. Was good. Didn't notice the difference whatsoever, and I still don't care about it. But her. where is the story going with these people involved? And is there anywhere it can go that I'm interested in? Um, Again, they're trying to the do first stuff with women, so I'm happy about that. The first part of that is I don't know, and the second part is no. I don't, I don't think it'll be interesting. Like I'm happy there's more than just one group of women getting stories about them, but I don't know if the story's good, I so, guess. I'll say. Julia Hart misted Sky Blue. Sky Blue started slowly painting her face different to make Julia Hart think that she was joining her. She misted Julia Hart last week, and now she's still teasing Julia Hart. Yeah. Um, is that right? And then Willow's not affected by mist, and Statlander's not an alien. No. It's not, I don't know. Yeah. I they're don't. just. It's like they're. Are they even trying? I don't it feels like they just kind of went, here's the women we'd like to get on TV and go. And then they just. The nicest thing I can say about it is that there's it. no outcast in this one. That's correct. That's so. what I mean. They've moved on from that, at least in our. There's women getting time in separate storylines, yeah. which doesn't happen often. Which is better. So that's something. We're trying really hard to say something positive, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> Mediocre as expected. Not was not interested in whatsoever. Nothing more to say. My legitimate favorite part of this was that fan shouting alien as It was very funny. Like, very funny. <laughs> I love that so much. I just like, we need more stuff like this. It's, it's too good. We rewind those every time. It's just, Absolutely. It's, it's A couple so times, funny. usually. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, then we get RJ City interviewing Mariah May. I had never heard of this person, I, I don't think. I don't know who Unless this maybe is. like on a, if she was on a, the 250 list or something, maybe like in passing, but I didn't know who it was. Um, yeah, so RJ City announced she signed. She talks about wrestling all over the world. She came, came from stardom. She's, so just like stardom's the Japanese promotion, but just to be clear, she's white. I don't right. know where she's from, but just to be clear, blonde. she's very white. She's white blonde, so just to clarify yeah. for those who haven't seen her. Um, she said she's a big fan of his work with Storm, and she said she went to Storm because she did, and now Storm's here, cause she, and she's here because Storm's here. Um, so we're establishing she's a fan, I guess. Big time. Arjun says he can interest him next week, so there's a quote-unquote hook, I guess. 
Uh, this is fine. It's incredibly random. Not sure how to feel about this, but I guess having a Phantasaurus could add to Storm's character. But I don't know because her thing's weird. So I guess we'll see how it goes. Stratus James Light. I was hoping, immediately thought of Strat Trish Stratus and Mickey James and really hoping that they go that route because that story was amazing. I remember, this is where I'd, when I was typing my note and I put, please do a Mickey James slash Trish Stratus thing and it auto-corrected to Trish Stratus thong. Like... Like somehow in the algorithm, it's more likely that I <laughs> I want to put Thong after Tristratus's name than Thing. I mean, I in was, that in that era, which yeah. I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but anyway, she does seem to have some charisma, and I actually went out and looked up some highlights, and she looks like she can wrestle. So I'm, I don't I know nothing about her, but I'll give this a chance. I'm leaning towards optimistic, right? So, but we'll see, right? I am I, optimistic, but right? I'm always interested. I love when. I've never heard of someone because we're pretty big wrestling nerds and I even watch more like small time indie stuff than you do. And I'm always impressed I mean, when someone I don't know comes around. I know it's not on so. the same level, but we'd never heard of Walter. So Correct. I'd heard, And then I started hearing of him and still hadn't seen him and then fell in love with him because he's awesome. Yeah, but anyways, right. I'm hopeful she this wasn't a bad first appearance for her. So. No, um, it's just confusing. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, then we got our main event, which is J.A. White versus Mark Briscoe for the AEW World title. Yep. Uh, uh, just kidding. I guess it <laughs> not could, really. could be an eliminator of sorts, but not really. No. Um, I saw someone point out, though, that was kind of sad. That we, didn't, we don't have an eliminator tournament this year. Oh, yeah. Usually they do that in the build-up to full gear in the finals, or that, which kind of sucks. I always like that. Like, the first eliminator was Omega beat Hangman in the finals, and then he beat Moxie for the title. Like, that was sick. And the second eliminator was the one that Danielson won, remember? And then he mm -hmm. got he had the heel turn against Hangman. Then Starks did the one last year, which was okay. Mm -hmm. Which they finished on Dynamite because you know, and that was the last great thing Ethan Page ever did was lose that tournament. Yeah, <laughs> it's also the last thing I remember Bandito doing. He's been gone a while. Both of them have. Now. Actually, no, Bandito faced Cassie later. So there's a, Ethan Page is on ROH. So I think he's feuding with Tony Nese. So that's how things are going. Exactly. Uh, there's a nice DDT from White. Um, I like the part where he, he uh, had sent Briscoe to the outside. He acted like he was gonna do like a slingshot move to the outside, but then he feigns a knee injury. I just like how he just like we're back to the, went back on and then uh, Bull Club Gold uh, jump jumped Briscoe. So I, I like that from Bull Club Gold. Uh, shotgun dropkick from the middle from Briscoe. There's a chop exchange. A really nice fisherman buster from Briscoe for two. Yes. Definitely driver and a froggy bow for a near fall from Briscoe. Really nice Yuranagi from White. I really like the way he it does it. Always looks it's, good. It's awesome. I uh, had a Kiwi Crusher for two, which was really nice. It was like a kind of leg hook into a Falcon Arrow, which was really nice. Yeah, it's nice. Kind of like cross-legged Falcon Arrow, or a Michinoku, as some might say. It's not a Michinoku. No. Uh, White had this nice, like, it was like a straight jacket brain buster looking thing, followed by a Blade Runner for the win. Uh, MJ's music hits, and he comes from behind to take out Juice and the guns. Then he puts on the ring as he stares down White, but White runs off. MJ says he hopes White has fun playing dress-up as top guy because playtime's almost over, and he'll have to get in the ring with the real-world champion and a generational talent. Uh, he says White will have to kill him to take the talent. He's fighting for everybody, including the fans and Cole. Then we cut to backstage, and those masked men that were with the devil masked guy, mm -hmm. um, basically Jay White's assailants from a few weeks back, they look big. Um, attack the acclaimed. I swear to God, if it's Trench again, so now the it's story not, is but like I swear, everybody that's helped MJF is getting taken well, out. Jay White is against MJF, so it's weird. Mm -hmm. um, Bowen's got thrown through a window, which is pretty nice, and that's why I thought because commentaries went out of their Excalibur went out of his way to say that. 
Like everyone that helps MJF is getting taken out, and that's why I was like, "What did Cole? he just say?" And is that the case? Cole got taken out by himself, right? And that's why I was like, "Remember, it, I, I rewound I guess that's and went." True, what did he but say? like, I guess that's technically true. And then we got to the same devil mask shot we've seen previously. He wasn't actually in the attack, and this looked like the same footage we've seen previously. Like as if it's like a sign off rather mm-hmm. than some we're, we're cutting a, f- a fresh thing yeah it's time. not like we're cutting to seeing the devil mask it feels like a sign off kind of thing you yeah know what i mean so i like that because um and i'll talk about this again when I, we talk about everything but it leaves it open for it to still be mjf because the devil mask guy was not actually pre- physically present right when uh jay white got beat up he was there right mm-hmm. it was like the four guys or so and he was yep, there this time there. it was just these guys being up the acclaimed and then we cut to the mask after which again could be just stock footage at, or yeah. whatever you right so i like that uh then mj runs the back to check on them and joe oxen saying max is low i'm friends now and he kind of laughs it off i like that so too. i like that joe's keeping his head in the game so well it could be joe could be i guess uh, i don't think devil mask is that big no maybe not I, I really like this main event. It suffered obviously a bit again from one possible outcome, but some competitive high impact stuff. Both these guys are really talented veterans. And I would, I think I'd be okay if MJF lost to Jay White. Since oh, I would be more than okay. I again, would, MJF would has so much other stuff going on. I doubt it happens, but it possibly could. I'm and then we're hopeful. Yeah. I really like Joe being that lasting final image there. Um, and the throw through the window looked good, right? So that was a nice, like, clean, just like glass break. Yeah, I, I so I thought the match was good, not like a top top tier main event, but very enjoyable. I thought, and a quality win for Jay White as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like I said, I think Briscoe's like he's still got something in him, right? I yep, think he's for like, sure. I don't think he's the best, but um, I think he's like pretty good. When I say not the best, it sounds mean, but I I'm not meaning in like uh. I don't know what I don't derogatory. Know. Derog- thank you, derogatory way. I think he he's he's pretty good. So I I, I like him. Um, solid main event. Yeah, I, it does it does suck. We know who's gonna win, but I don't mind seeing Briscoe here and there. So I thought he delivered well. Uh, White Stellar is always um he's a good comeback opponent for Briscoe because he's just a great hand in the ring. Uh, he's great all around. Um, nice moves from Briscoe. A solid near fall on the froggy bow. Um, it was. I really like the finishing pair of moves. White hit. I thought that unique brain buster was really cool. Um, Post match was enjoyable as well. I like. I thought MJF cut a solid promo. I I like that enough. I thought the uh, silence uh, taking the acclaim was an interesting wrinkle in this whole story because I like that. It may. It honestly makes things more confusing now because it's like they were first attacking MJF's like enemies, mm-hmm. so now it's like they're helping MJF, but now they're taking out his friends so it's like i feel like it's meant to think make you think that hey, this is not orchestrated by mjf because why would he take out the acclaimed but mm-hmm. i feel like there's some way you can construe it to be mjf like he's taking out all these people to help him because he doesn't because he's like a scumbagging because he doesn't like them deep down because on collision he was saying he's starting to like them but maybe it's like he doesn't like them and he's trying to keep maybe because he was wasn't he saying the other week like he's like maybe you can't have more than one friend yes and maybe he's not, maybe he's not meaning that. Like he's yeah. taking out everybody just to keep, because he's, maybe that's why he's not teaming with Joe. He's at him in, well, because obviously it's Samoa Joe, but obviously yeah. also just because he doesn't want to team with him. He doesn't want to team with Roddy. He's taking out the acclaimed. He just wants Adam Cole, maybe. Could um, be. I don't know. I feel like there's, there's, there's definitely still some way that this could be 
MJF because there is. They're keeping it very um, ambiguous right now. Yeah, maybe it's like WWE where they don't even know the end yet because they. I, that, I, I trust. I that. trust them more. Me too. So overall, I thought this was a better show this week. Three solid matches. I quite enjoyed the main event, uh, like the opener, and then the Keith Lee Samoa Joe. I thought was pretty solid too, and. There were more segments I liked this week than there have been in the past couple, right? So Bullet Club Gold was entertaining. Uh, the Elite stuff was kind of entertaining. Um, I thought this was a solid B this week and an improvement over the last two weeks. Yeah, still nothing not, like horribly offensive. Still not a top shelf show, but uh, <laughs> on our way, nice. on our way back, hopefully. Top shelf. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was a solid show as well. Um, definitely a pickup. Uh, I think we're. Not in the banner range quite yet, but I think we're getting there, and I think it's all. Hopefully, we get a good go home next week, and that delivers. I think we got like at least a couple of matches that should be good. We got, yeah, uh, the Blackpool thing, and there's just the Sega Street fight. Right, just call it that. That brings that rolls off the tongue way easier. Um, but I thought the opener was pretty solid. I enjoyed that. Uh, Swerve Pento was pretty nice. Uh, TV title match was pretty good as well, and I thought the main event was really nice probably my favorite um segment wise as i'm looking back through it i thought she and storm was fine um mjf's opening bit was fine um i thought omega jericho and the bucks were pretty solid uh the sega sponsor was whatever wardlow i could not care less the women's match i forgot to mention was whatever nothing really that great and the guns had a squash um overall i think it's a pretty solid show but nothing amazing so i think a b's fair it's pretty average dynamite but that's better a little bit of a rebound which is nice yeah all right so now let's shift gears next segment we're going to tackle some trivia we call it off the top of his head all right i went with more ai trivia we're coming up on survivor series at some point so i went with and it interpreted it as actual Survivor Series matches. So I asked for the best Survivor Series matches, 12 of them, memorable, uh, with brief descriptions of the stories leading into each one, because I like to make them describe things, because they're pretty <laughs> vague sometimes. Okay, so number 12. So it's the actual Survivor team matches type things. See, I feel like you'll probably do well, but I would not. 2016. You know? Mm, probably. Go ahead. Is it men's? I believe so. So would go ahead. Was it would be Raw and SmackDown. Correct. Right? Uh, SmackDown would be... Am I just going with people here? Um. Well, mine just... I don't have even the whole teams. I just have who is the captain of Team SmackDown I have. Probably AJ. No. Well, not according to them, anyways. Shane? Yes. And Raw? Owens and Jericho? No. Not to, according to them, again. They said Triple H. But anyways, what was, the, in that what was the story? Raw versus SmackDown. Because they're saying the shocking conclusion saw Triple H betraying his own team. That was 2017. <laughs> nice. There we go. Showcase you get your knowledge for sure. Survivor Series 2012. Two stars captain opposing teams with a money in the bank contract on the line. No. No? There's no way. They're saying Ziggler versus Foley. That sounds right, but I don't think the contract is on the line. 2012. How about 2005 is the other one. Brand Warfare. 
<laughs> that just be Ron SmackDown? Like? It was highlighted by the emotional return of somebody to help Team SmackDown. There, Hardy. No, Undertaker. It doesn't say anything with the briefcase. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. Oh, Matt does. Hardy. Yeah, he. I think he got in heat because he got out of taking choke slam or something. Oh, so this is a singles match, Survivor Series 2002. They're not all team matches. Okay. Um, mark the return of somebody to active competition Scott after Steiner. a four-year hiatus. I feel like they're really wrong because if this were right, you would know it. Friendship turned rivalry between these two, leading to a heated showdown. Um, 2002. Big Show Lesnar? No. Like. A Trish Stratus Victoria match that we saw with the snap. No, men's. They're saying Triple H, Shawn Michaels. No. Why? They were in the chamber match, the first chamber match on that show. Good. There you go. See? With RVD, Booker, Jericho, and Kane. Survivor Series 2001. Was that Alliance and WWF? Yes. WWF led by? Probably Vince. Well, Hmm. no, Vince was uh, Brock or Angle. They said Austin. WWF or the Alliance? WWF. Austin was on the Alliance. <laughs> Amazing. I think Alliance was. It literally been... says Team WWF. Oh, yeah. They switched him over. Yeah, because Alliance was him, Angle, Booker, Angle. I remember RVD, that. and I think Shane. I think WWF would have been Rock, Taker, Kane, Big Show, and I don't know. I'm missing one, but. Yeah. No, Austin was on the Alliance because he, which made more sense than Angle because Angle had nothing to do with WCW ever. But Austin was at least in WCW and ECW before. Right. And Angle, it was he'd only been in WWE forever or yeah. WWF at that time probably. Okay, Survivor Series 1998, a singles match. Rock Mankind. That was the one with the tournament. Hey, so. yes, keep going. Rock so what was Man. the tournament? Deadly game. Deadly Game is correct, and it was for what? The title. Good, and you got it, Rock. And how they're saying there was some sort of surprising twist for Um, The Rock. A year after the screw job, they redid the screw job. And he was siding with Vince McMahon here, Yeah, that was his heel turn. That's right. Uh, Survivor Series 1996, and this one is a team one. Stems from one man's issues with his teammates, particularly... I guess this person who ended up what? So they're saying issues with teammates, particularly this person who is also the captain of the other team. So I don't think their description is very good. Big man, captain, and then an all-time great. Mabel? No. Psycho Sid. Well, Sid and Shawn Michaels. Don't know. No. No? Not 96? Had a title match. Sid won the title from Shawn here. Then Shawn won it back at the 97 (laughs) Rumble. Nice. No. Survivor Series 92, singles match. Beginning of a legendary rivalry. Sean and Brett? Yes. I think that, that's right. That's right. Nice. I think so. Survivor For Series WWE 91, teams. Flair and Piper. Correct. Very good. I think it, that was the one where I think everyone got counted out. or No, I think everyone got DQ'd except for Flair, and he ended up winning. I don't remember this one. 1990 team match. Hogan and someone? No. Oh, oh, oh. Million Dollar Team and Dusty's team? No. Damn this it. one says, that was a although maybe you're one. right. Who knows? Uh, ongoing feud culminating in one accidentally hitting his teammate with loaded cologne. Something's Rick in Mar- the 90s. Something's Rick Martel. Correct. 
He was one captain, and who, uh, one of his bigger feuds was the Santana. other captain, Jake the Snake. Uh, that makes sense. Visionaries versus the Vipers. 1988. Uh, Looks like a, ta- a tag team match. What? They're like saying a normal it's... one? Or... Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Like, Heart Foundation and... No. Mega First Powers? Power. In 88? Versus? That sounds right. What would it be? Like, Colossal Connection? Twin Towers. Damn. Close. That Big two right. monsters. I feel like... Was the first Survivor Series '87? Because then maybe I'm tripping. So that's number one, the first main event, the first Survivor. That would be Hogan and Andre. Correct. Sanger. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. That, that was number sense. one. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yep, you got it. What are you looking up? Ninety-eight, eighty-eight. Yeah, I think that's right though, because I was I was thinking '87 for or that one, but. So it's uh, Akeem and Bossman, Twin yeah. Towers, which is a totally logical team. Yeah. All right. Well, are you are you fact checking that? No, I can move on. I know. I think we're okay. Okay. So that will bring us into, do you have figuring it out this week? Um, I don't think so. Okay, so what will end up being our final segment where we revisit the week of wrestling and just quickly highlight and lowlight some stuff. We call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so you said nothing caught your eye on Raw this week. No, I mean, it's only been the millionth week of... Judgment Day. So other than they announced, I guess I can mention briefly, they announced War Games right. for this year, which is, surprise, surprise, Cody and other people against Judgment Day. It's Cody, Rollins, um, Sammy, and Jay mm-hmm. against Judgment Day and J.D. McDonough, a.k.a. J.D. and J.D., um, which I guess means no world title matches for Survivor Series. Right. Finish which the is, story, Cody. Yeah. Um, and yep. Uh, okay, so. so I'll uh, start off with some NXT. I guess the story is because Dusty invented war games. I guess there's another story finished that's not the main one. <laughs> First the tag correct. titles and now this. Uh, I thought but. the opening match, the Heritage Cup Championship, was pretty good. Noam Dar and Akira Tozawa. This obviously stemmed from the Haunted House, blah, blah, blah. That's all. That's the beginning of every great wrestling And then Dar pointed out that Tozawa didn't even win a match yeah. in the tournament, right? Negating the necessity for this match. I right? really like Metaphor's entrance. I think it's cool. It looks kind like, of big yes, time. I, I remember you showed me. I actually do quite enjoy it. So. They look kind of important. And the theme's nice, too. Dar's theme is. is pretty good. I always will enjoy his first theme more, but um, it's pretty solid. So it's Heritage Cup, so we got the rounds. Which I like this style of match, but um, it doesn't te- work as well on TV. Televised, it rears its ugly head here in ma- in round three. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll get to that. So we get standard kind of holds and counters a little bit in round one. Dar's really good technically. Tazawa's no slouch either, so that goes pretty well. Um, we get Dar begins his sort of methodical attack on Tazawa's leg here in round one, and Dar hits a superplex right as the round ends. I don't even maybe it was like half a second after, but I think it was pretty much right as it. Ended, Not as um, good as the sneak back elbow. Round two, Dar takes the lead. He gets a pinfall by holding Tozawa's tights because he's a horrible cheater. And then he also punches Tozawa in the head after the bell. I, I love it because it's almost like um, Los Ingobernables, right? When it was Roosh with the champion. Like, go ahead, DQ me then. Then this challenger doesn't get the... Because t- like, I think I'm, that applies to the Speaking of LFI, I'm not sure what's up with them because they kind of came back and I thought they were babyface, but now I'm not sure if they are. It can't be baby. It's hard No, but like, Yeah, I know. And now it's like... But then they were talking about after like their heels. and like, I honestly don't... It's Not paying attention to collision really hurts me sometimes. I know. I need to try, but I can't. 
Uh, oh. So round three, as we talked about, happens during a commercial. And in Canada, we don't get picture in picture on NXT. So I have no chance to watch it. We do come back just as Dar is hitting elbows, not his back elbow, unfortunately, to Tozawa after the bell. So again, like, yep, I'm doing this after the bell. All you can do is DQ me. And, and he's got a sweet ass elbow. So you either so. have to let me keep doing it or DQ me. And either way, it doesn't hurt me. So I kind of like and Dar's that. a good, great kind of heel to do exactly. that. So it makes sense for him. Round four. Dar's outside on the floor and ends up kicking the post really hard. Actually looked good. Back in the ring, Tozawa applies an ankle lock and Dar taps out. I would have had him tap out probably quicker to save himself because commentary even like, will he do it and say, and he did. So not super quick, but he did tap out. Round five, pace picks up because the challenger has to get desperate in these final rounds, right? Dar hits his, his back elbow, looked great for a near fall. We get a really nice flurry from Tozawa here, ending in a German suplex and a kick. And then... Mensa, I think, was on the apron causing a distraction. Lash Legend pulls Dar out of the ring. I think, I don't know what Mensa was going to do up top, maybe for something. Uh, or sorry, Tozawa. He misses his senton, and then it's a Nova Roller, and Dar wins. Picks up the pinfall after about 14 minutes. So I like this. Dar's awesome in the ring, and this style of match suits him perfectly. Uh, he also, his cheating is great. Some of it, he does secretly, like holding the tights and distractions with partners doing stuff. And then, like I said, some of it's right in front like of the, the referee. Shots. So I, I like it. And, and Tazawa's another wasted talent, right? Like, he's a good wrestler. Tazawa's pretty good, yeah. He is good. And I, I mean, he's cashing WWE checks for years and years, so good for him. But he's but now stuck still, in yeah. comedy sidekick I mode, actually, right? it was weird. I just came across, like, a video on Instagram that was, like, talking about his underdog story in um, Dragon Gate. That's what it was. It was yeah, was, he's good, man. And um, I thought that was interesting, yeah. I like his senton. It's really simple, but it looks good, yeah. cool. You had a really nice snap German in the CWC. Yeah, he's good. Um, Mick Foley, just because it's notable. Actually, do you want to look up if there's specifically what it was? Because I didn't make note. Uh, Mick Foley on Instagram, little video announcing the NXT Deadline Iron Survivor Challenge qualifying matches. But then I didn't make a list of what those are if they've been announced. Um, I'll try so that. Iron Survivor qualifying matches. Then we get uh, Lyra Valkyria with an in-ring segment. She's thanking the fans, talking how much Becky Lynch, like, you know, they say never meet your heroes, blah, 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 but her hero's amazing, et cetera, et cetera. Zaylee interrupts. She's basically tired of being overlooked and not getting opportunities. And then I even showed you this. She kicks the head off one of the security guards. Eh? She does like a yeah, spinning nice. back kick and it looked amazing. Uh, I'm fine with her being back in NXT because I felt she left too early. So she's one of those like, less experienced talents that I'm fine with her coming back down and, and wrestling some more down here. So hopefully uh, she gets a bit of time in NXT. I obviously don't think she's beating Lyra at this point, but um, I'm fine with having Zaya. Then we get an Iron Survivor qualifying match. I think on the, the ones that Mick Foley made were the ones that were happened. on this week. I think so, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm reading here. And so this first one is for the women's side. It's Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. In the news, we talked about Henley picking up a possible concussion on the finish in this one because I didn't notice anything in the match. I actually thought it was pretty solid. Fallon Henley, I've always thought, has good fire, right? Like, she has good energy. Mm -hmm. um, and she's got a bit more experience now. She's been there, what, a couple years at least, it feels like now. Yeah, she's been... She wasn't... I think she was pretty early in the 2.0 I era, think so, too. And so they had a pretty good 11-minute match. We get, um, it was Stratton's second attempt at the prettiest moonsault ever. She hit a chop block leading into it and then picks up the win as expected. One spot I thought, I think it was this match was really cool. I, I, I'm almost positive. Um, 
she caught the crossbody or no wait rolled through and picked her up you know when they hit the crossbody and the the person that took it rolls yeah. and so she just picks her up and just walks over to the ropes and just dumps her like through the second and third rope onto the floor it looked really cool um she also stratton it seems she's added a sit out spine buster as well she seems to keep adding things as we go which is good thing what you should do expand the moveset Dijak did a uh, cut a promo about his Iron Survivor qualifying match with Tyler Bate later in the show, and it wasn't very good, but honestly not as bad as some stuff he does. It's the glasses, it's it's the wardrobe and the way he talks. It they like just like it's makes too it much, cartoony almost. Yes, very. That is it. Um, we get Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner. Obviously, just a big man. I think it was only six minutes. At one point, Vaughn starts staggering around like he's suffering from concussion symptoms or something mid match. If you he, can't do the seizure cell, you shouldn't be doing concussion. He has cell. a scar. Well, he's, I mean, the guy couldn't walk two weeks ago. He relearned to walk and now is back in the ring. He's a marvel he's a of yeah. modern medicine. <laughs> exactly. uh, and he has a scar on his head now that's displayed. So, Braun obviously wins this six minutes with a spear. After Vaughn sort of sacrificed himself out on the floor to save Robert Stone and took a spear on the floor too. But as you would expect, Vaughn got his moment and put Breaker through the table again. And in his happiness, Vaughn hugs uh, Mr. Stone, which is like just validating for Robert Stone because he's gotten Vaughn to open up and hug him. So I think this is like the culmination of this thing with Braun, oh, I guess. That's cute. Match itself wasn't great. Just a big, short, big man match. Did not enjoy Roxanne Perez and Kalani Jordan taking on Lola Vice and Electra Lopez very much. Babyfaces win. Jordan gets kind of her payback and hits a split-legged moonsault, but it was to Lopez, not Vice. Just kind of basic, uh, not a very long match, kind of slow to start. My favorite part was Ariana Grace because I'm kind of enjoying her like delusional beauty queen but a heel character. So she was sitting on a throne watching from the ramp and after the match um petrovich first name carmen cart uh, anyways I, I feel like you're right but honestly i don't know she attacked um she attacked santino's daughter whose name ariana grace um attacked her so i guess that's where that's going joe gacy cuts another promo saying that people called him the weird guy and a maniac he feels like in his own personal hell, doesn't know what to do, but maybe he knows what to do. So, again, they're just kind of like, we are resetting this guy. He will be different, but we're not telling you how different yet. So, whatever, I'll give him a chance. Different, but the same. Some more D-list main roster. Otis took on Drew Gulak. Uh, Otis wins a forgettable match with a powerbomb in about four minutes. Nothing there that interests me. Drew Gulak deserves better, I feel like, but that's what he's... That's his spot now. That's yeah. Is your good hand? I I saw like some posts about him and I was like, I forgot he was cruiserweight champion for a bit yeah. in NXT. He's good. It's yeah. actually good. He looks pretty good. Yeah. Kiana James and Stratton are interacting. I put have a heel chat backstage, and are in agreement about how great they each are and how whoever they're feuding with is in the wrong until the Iron Survivor Challenge comes up because they both are gonna win that. Obviously, more interesting to me, and I don't really know why. Is Boa's in the background again with someone else, and they have like I think Dante they, Chen. Maybe? I think they both had face paint on Dante Chen. I've heard that they're kind of a team now, and you're clearly supposed to notice them. So uh, I was interested to see where they're going. Chase U vignette. So again, this took another little turn. Uh, it's JC Jane is in the classroom. Someone delivers uh, a like an envelope for uh, Andre Chase. JC Jane opens it, looks in it, and it clearly holds photographs, I think it is. 
that she's shocked to see. Jace catches her looking at his mail. He looks at it. And it's now like somehow the it seems to be they're communicating that she knows some deep, dark secret about him. And then he, whatever, Hale and Hudson come in. So he's hiding the photo. He dismisses the class to send them away. So it's almost like Bizarre. it almost looks like JC Jane now has leverage that she can make him cheat because you know how she wants him to cheat and right. he won't cheat. So I feel like that's where they're going. And I am a little curious and I feel like they keep finding interesting stuff for Andre Chase's little group to do. So I'm okay with it. Um, What else happened? Oh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was the main event was really good. It was Dijak and Tyler Bate. Um, and they're both really good. So it's about what you expect. In this one, Dijak caught a crossbody on the floor and threw Bate. You know how there's like, the padded barricade and then kind of the the railing before the crowd he kind of threw him over the barricade into right, that railing when they're in 2.0 there's like the clear barricade the, right. that's kind of like over top yeah. yes um we got a fisherman soup superplex i think only second rope by tyler Bate. a crazy long airplane spin spin of a very long or very large man on his shoulders big strong boy Dijak flips out of a superplex attempt which looks pretty impressive and then lands i think it, i don't know if it was discus boot or probably was anyways eventually he hits the feast your eyes which also looked really good and Dijak picks up the win after 10 minutes he's the first one to qualify in the iron survivor i thought a really good match i could have even used another three to five minutes probably neither of them disappoint in the ring competitive match where i actually wasn't sure who was winning so that was kind of cool and yeah dijak's in the tournament or in the match first one uh impact quickly you saw a bit of it with me i like the opening match it was tasha steels oh yeah diana perrazzo pretty good back and forth with steels winning clean go ahead with, she, with an rko no but even like actually the whole the whole shipment like i swear to god she did the whole rain your wind up and then like an rko like you're not like, just doing it kind of you're like, like she she's doing the randy orton uh like <laughs> and then she just she, straight up did it kind of like you can't do that what yeah. are you doing like it was I, a full-on stealing I, yeah i was like what the hell is happening it was super strange i don't i so don't understand. i was kind of surprised by the super clean finish but apparently i did i not i don't know if i knew this that perrazzo's rumored to be on her way out I think I heard. That. I don't know if we talked about this. I don't or remember, not. but I, or I don't. So that makes I think sense. I heard that. I do remember. Because I was a little sure surprised. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Steve and Dreamer had a digital media championship match where Steve was bleeding pretty early on. Um, Crazy Steve introduces a fork. Dreamer ends up biting him to stop that. Uh, Dreamer hits a cutter, but he can't resist using the fork. So he stabs Steve in the head and gets disqualified. So Steve retains. No, he Seven... retain. He wouldn't. He retain. Seven, uh, Steve retains. Mm-mm. Doesn't he have the or Dreamer has the title? Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, wishful thinking, right? Nothing great. Uh, I have trouble enjoying Tommy Dreamer in 2023, but you guys know that if you listen to this show. Myers and Hendry had a solid match. Um, Hendry's a believable powerhouse in Impact. Not sure if it'd work anywhere else, right? Because he's not like he's right. big by Impact standards. Yeah. We got eye gouge roster cut. Myers wins. Solid match. Osprey really good promo on Josh Alexander. Like he's so he's got such swagger and like backhanded compliments because he's like, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I had no idea who Josh Alexander was, mm-hmm. but I do my homework and you're awesome, right? So it's kind of like you're not really well known, right. but you are really good. So uh, I thought he sounded great. Um, Eddie Edwards, Eric Young had another solid 
unspectacular match felt really similar to like Myers Henry just good stuff you know what I mean Alicia hit Eddie by accident with the kendo stick uh EY followed up That's with a pile driver and it's what's that? That's what I heard when you were watching it. Yes, and it's just like it's more veterans having good TV matches, but like I want fresh faces, faces and fresh matchups, and like the main event was more interesting to me, and we'll get there. Uh, Dirty Dango and Prudius, you saw this as well. Oleg Prudius. So Dango basically drops off the apron, so it's a handicap match. Prudius just kills the jobbers with some suplexes and whatnot, and then Dango tags. When is amazing ring gear? Dango tags in and hits a reverse DDT for the win. Uh, yeah, he was wearing, like, camo. The it suplexes was, it look pretty it good. It wasn't ring gear. Well, I'll just say that. The suplexes look good, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the main event was really good. Might have been the best match I saw this week on TV, and that was Alex Shelley taking on Jonathan Gresham. Got over 22 minutes, really lengthy. And Gresham's now, like, I'm tired of being the guy that wrestles clean and pure. So now he's, like, low blow, face gouging. Choking with wrist tape multiple times. Um, he's targeting Shelly's leg. Still not that team that's with Bailey dirty. or no? What's that? Still team with Bailey or I, no? I don't know. They haven't talked about their relationship lately. So I don't know if they're still doing anything. Anyways, lengthy match. Shelly eventually wins with the shell sock. Shocked, but really, really good uh, leg targeting by Gresham throughout this. And I think Shelly was targeting arm, maybe. I can't remember what it was. But anyways. Um... Gresham in the main event just feels kind of fresh, right? And he definitely deserves it. He's unbelievable in the ring. Again, a unique talent, like five foot four, but a killing machine, right? So I hope his new cheating character can keep him in a prominent position because he's a guy I'd like to see more of an impact. They don't use him enough, I don't think. Yeah, even he, he had that run in ROH, but he didn't even, even then he wasn't really like no. top, top guy. They could push him and Jordan Grace. They could be the top of, that'd be cool, like a power couple. That'd be kind of interesting. Or you could just do Eddie and Alicia. That works too. No, thank you. The ride or die. Anyways, excellent main event. And again, probably the best match I watched this week. I would actually recommend it. It was fun. Um, all right, man. We still somehow got to two hours of this thing. I don't have anything else. Do you? The only thing I had was, I think... Oh, SmackDown. Seeming, That's right. Sorry. The seemingly heel turn of Escobar. I don't know. It was interesting. Which I'm happy about. Because I recently saw like a clip from Crown Jewel that like, someone noticed that... like. In the commotion, the crown jewel match, I don't know because we didn't watch it, but they slipped the brass socks on the apron that Logan Paul used to win that match. Right. Um, and then Carlito was accusing him of doing that, which he did because, uh, um, like I said, I saw that clip. And then so he was in on Carlito, and I guess somehow got into a conversation with him and Ray. I guess he's maybe he's mad about Carlito joining up with them. I don't mm-hmm. know. Probably. And then Ray kind of got on his face and was like, I think he hit him just out of frustration. And so he was like apologizing for that. Then Escobar beat him up and Selena Vega's crying, whatever. So, but then Escobar Poor kept girl. saying, You made me do this. So, I don't There's some weird angle they're working with this. I don't know. It'll be interesting at least. I hope it elevates him because he's awesome. Yeah. And more interesting as a heel. I hope Legato turn on him because yeah. I like him with uh, Wild and Cruz del Toro. <laughs> exactly. Raul Mendoza. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up episode 173. Appreciate you joining us, listening to us ramble on about some wrestling we will definitely be back next week for episode 174 where we'll talk about what we talked about this week some more and and maybe full gear and preview some full gear so we hope to see you all back here plus anyone else you want to tell if they like wrestling and until then everybody take care